Welcome to The Fan Room, where we open the door to conversations about trauma, stress, race, and everything in between that happens to veterans before, during, and after military service. So grab a seat, sit back, and let's get to it. Let's get to it. So how'd you bring your year in? Let's talk how we brought our year in first. 2021 was very interesting. But like, that was kind of that transitional point when you were going on deployment. So I rang the new year in, in the bed. Like, I think I was asleep and you called um, from the ship. So we talked, which was good, it was cool. Um, and kind of caught up a little bit. Um, and then I had some family, uh, your sister called, my siblings called. But I was kind of just relaxing. It was, a, it was a laid back New Year's in comparison to some of the other New Year's that we've had that they had been a little bit more intense where we go out or do something. Mm-hmm. What was going on on New Year's for you? How was life? What's up? Mm. I think prior to New Year's, I think I was tired. Um, my job was really, really busy that time of year. Um, things start to ramp up a little bit. Uh, we were just in the middle. Well, no, COVID actually hadn't even, wasn't even a thing at that point. Yeah, it was around, but. Um, no, COVID was definitely around. COVID had been around for like a year. COVID came around in 2019. You are right. Um, so if I think big, uh, grocery stores wasn't that packed. I mean, people kind of, I was teleworking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really busy. I feel like people think when you telework, you work less, but that's really just not the case. Like when you telework, you work way more. Um, you don't get, you don't really take much breaks. Yeah, um, some people, right? Some people, but I mean, for the most part, most jobs demand or they ask for more um, because you're teleworking. You trying to justify your teleworking? You trying to say, um, my teleworking. You trying to say, try say just because you was teleworking, you was teleworking a lot. I mean, I was teleworking <laughs> and, and really actually working. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, when you when you um, when you work in emergency response, um, uh, it gets very very busy. So holiday times is a lot of times when things are popping off in people's houses. Um, you know, against with families and kids, and um, if it's not um, conflicts with them, it's custody things, and if it's not custody things, it's grandparents. You know, people just not getting along, um, and a lot of stuff happening on that end, um, yeah, especially with COVID too. COVID was a big thing. What else was a big thing for you personally? Uh, what, what wasn't you was pregnant, right? Were you pregnant? Were we? Did we so, know? Did we notice yet? Or? Not in the new year. So that didn't come until a little bit close to the mid part of uh, January. But you were pregnant, probably, right? I was. Because I, I was pregnant. I came home in what, like September, October. I came home from deployment, like September, October, right? And mm-hmm. we were we had both been like working out, getting in great shape, right? <laughs> so we yeah. got to You know, we we gotta get back in shape, right? Definitely got to get back in shape. We have both been working out, getting in great shape. And uh, I was in like the best shape of yeah, my life, I think. Like so. life was life and like we, <laughs> we was living life, right? We came home and we yeah, try to make up for lost times. Yeah, we you definitely did. 
So. We had some fun, and somebody got pregnant. <laughs> had a lot of fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but you didn't know that yet, right? Yeah, no, no. Okay. I had no idea. Um, so I was on the ship. You were. Mm-hmm. So it was two things happening at the same time. So um, it was a super busy time because we were in the process of the final por- portion of buying a home. So um, we were getting close to that closing part. Um, and you were on the ship, but um, they were going to do things remotely. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of trying to figure out um, what was going on with the seller. Um, we, you know, it's a, it's a seller's market, of course, at the time that we need to buy a home. Mm-hmm. So the market is crazy. Houses are listing. Um, the, by the time you see it, the next day they're under contract, meaning that someone has already put in the offer and has been is pending acceptance. Um, and so we had um, put our offer in for a home actually. Prior to you leaving in November. Yeah. And um, we had lost one home prior to that um, just because of that, that fast turnaround time. And so this was kind of like it. Like, this was like going to be our house. Yeah. So hey, you was like on your own <laughs> on this in this process huh? for a little bit of it, huh? Yeah. So a lot of email communication, I think, um, as a military spouse, you definitely have to learn how to communicate uh through messaging because you're not always going to be able to talk to your spouse because you they may be in a place that's remote or where they they don't have the ability to talk to you um unless a ship has some phone comms um and you could talk but that's not going to be a free it may not be a free long conversation yeah get 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 what you need to get out um the things that are important yeah but it was never intended for me to not be there through the process remember like uh I was supposed to be gone off the ship in December. Yeah. You know, so I I, I made chief. Didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made chief and they, you know, they called me and they told me like, hey, congrats. You know, you're a chief. Now you're going to a ship. They was like, uh, I know, you know, I know you might be surprised, but the one thing that's not going to change is the day that you leave. Right. That's what they told me before I got there. <laughs> and, you know, me being like a man of my word to the highest like regard. I thought that was going to be true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like, you know, COVID hit, stuff happened. But um, I got extended. You know, so I got extended on a ship. So I wasn't going to be there for a lot of that process. Um, so how was that process? I mean, I know we had some help. You know what I'm saying? We had like uh, Wes help us out over here um, in Maryland. Help us out. We had John, your brother, um, help yeah. us out. Yeah. Did Kristen, Kristen, Kristen yeah. helped us out. She She's from the area. So they all kind of, and Wes is from the area. John's in Philly. So they all kind of helped us out. So we did have our support system. But uh, how was that process, like trying to find a house and stuff like that? The whole process of purchasing a home, um, you know, we first were thinking about, okay, what bank we were going to go with. And so being in the military, Navy, Federal, of course, you would, um, that's where we both think um, we wound up uh, changing um, just because we found another um, Veterans United. We found another uh, mortgage um, company that was um, that at the time was offering um, us a lot more support. Um, it was a little bit more responsive um, in helping through the process. Um, we also went through Redfin. And so they are a company where they kind of had it's like a concierge type of thing so they worked together with our mortgage company um but the thing that i really liked about um our realtor 
in a company that the realtor worked for um, was that they offer virtual showings. So even if you couldn't physically be there, um, you could schedule to see homes, but they had a representative that would come and could look through the homes and, you know, you could ask some questions. Um, and for the most part, many of the people that showed the homes um, were very knowledgeable. Um, and I remember it was one house that we were almost going to bid on. Um, and when they actually went you, from the pictures, the pictures looked amazing. So these houses, you know, they come, they get people to stage them, or if they're not staged, they take the pictures. Um, but this particular home, very nice home. Um, the basement park portion from the pictures, you could not tell that there was a water line going around the home. Um, and so when um, the virtual agent went out to see it, she was like, yeah, she's like, the house is nice, but she's like, there's a demarcation, it's like a water line. She's like going around. So, you know, water damage is a big thing. You're not buying, we're not buying a house that you could clearly see that there was some water damage because that's, that's going to be more problems. All right. So you was looking for a house like on your own. You was looking for a house going through that process of looking for a house on your own. I know it's a lot of details like in like the mm -hmm. whole process and I know we can't, you know, get into the we details. We can't talk about everything. Got to hit like some of the highlights and stuff like that. So you're looking for a house. We had some friends. Um, it's a seller's market, right? It's a seller's market. Super busy. Booming business. Pretty much as soon as the house lists, I got to email it to you. Got to show you some pictures, you know, talk about the price, whatever, um, and see what's, what's going to happen. See if our friends could go look at the house and then try to put in an offer ASAP. We did wind up finding one house. Mm -hmm. Super that excited about that house. We both love the house. Um, but it's sold for, I think, over $60,000 over the asking price. Um, and they took a different offer. Um, the family was relocating and that was they wanted the highest of highest bidders so we didn't get that house but we wound up getting a house that was perfect for us um and so the next house he was like oh well next house that come up we gonna get that house um and i wound up being the house that we live in now and so um, but this house was not without struggle or fight um, we actually were in a bidding war with another buyer or two other buyers um, and it boiled down to whether or not we weren't going to pay closing costs. Um, yeah, so we, we eventually got the house, you know. Um, thank God we eventually got the house. And that was all in January? Yeah, that was all in January. But there were some things with the house that the sellers needed to work on. Um, and so uh, not seeing a home but having home inspectors, definitely want to get your home inspectors on, on board. Um there were a lot of people opting out of home inspections because of the market and just wanting to hurry up and purchase. But your home inspector is probably the best thing that could have happened for us because the home inspector was able to point out some things um, that we needed the seller to um, kind of address before um, the actual closing date came. So our closing actually got pushed back twice. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how we wind up being actually in January with a closing in January. Um, and so actually I really didn't even see the house until the day before closing yeah so it was a lot of back and forth between us and you know the well between you and uh the <laughs> sellers yes you know you like super specific you know i was like more like yo we just gonna have to fix it when we get it you know type stuff mm -hmm. and you wasn't trying to take no for an answer for you know for a lot of that stuff so it was a lot of back and forth but we did it you know this was our first house um so we got our first house together um, in January. So that was, you know, one, you know, big, big thing that we hit in January was we got our first house together, which in which you wasn't going to move in. 
until like April or something. We had talked, you know, we had talked about I wanted you to move in ASAP. You know, you didn't want to move in. You wanted to keep working and stuff like that. So we got a first house in January. And then now what else happened in January? Um, dropped you off. Mm-hmm. You about to go on a deployment that you that wasn't planned for. Um, I well, it wasn't. Remember, it wasn't the deployment. Mm-hmm. It was a home port shift. The the, the oh, ship right. the ship was moving to it Japan. It was moving to Japan. And I thought I was completely out of that whole process of having to move to Japan. <laughs> and then before we had to go to Japan, we had to do something called ROM for like twenty one days, where like half of us had to stay on the ship. Mm-hmm. Well, really, like a quarter of the crew had to stay on the ship or 30 some percent. And then the other group had to stay in a hotel. So, mm-hmm. you know, I chose to stay on the ship. So that's where we are. So um, and you get in on the ship. Um, I was responsible for the transportation. So drop you off. Mm-hmm. You wound up needing some other things. Um, so um, go home bring them back and I'm like realizing I haven't eaten so I stopped at Shake Shack I'm like okay matter of fact not Shake Shack I stopped at Crack Shack really good spot in Crack Shack <laughs> really good crack spot shack. in San Diego Crack Shack like if you are in if you ever visit San Diego or if you live there and you haven't been to Crack Shack you really miss it Crack out. Shack is <laughs> what I use so people can fall in love with us like our <laughs> friends you know like hey let me take you somewhere Crack Shack be like, it's close to the airport, too. It's like, damn near where we take our friends as soon as they land, man. Like Everything is fresh. Everything is good. Um, so you went to Crack Shack. So went to Crack Shack. Got something I normally order because I was like, yeah, I just want something that's some comfort food. I've been driving around. I'm tired. Get the food. Um, and, of course, it's COVID. So, you know, I order it. They bring it to the car. Um, mm-hmm. Masked up. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go home so I can wash my hands, start eating, eat the food. And then... From that day on, I was sick. I was sick for like a whole week. I kept feeling like, I'm like, okay, it's not COVID, but my stomach feels weird. Like, I thought you had bad crack shot. I thought, shot. I, like, I, that's thought I had food poisoning. That's preposterous, man. You can't have bad <laughs> And crack I was shot. like, that's like my favorite spot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't no even way. understand this right now. Yeah, I couldn't roll but with you like to cut crack shack out of our diet, man. I was so sick. Um, just really sick. Um, and I was like, everything, it was... It was happening both ways. And I was just like, okay, like, I don't know what's going on. And my mother-in-law actually was like, she was like, are you sure you okay? Because you keep getting sick too frequently. <laughs> and and I, and I normally, if, I, if I'm stressed out or really stressed out, sometimes I might catch a cold or something like that. But I have been fine. But it, it was like, I'm like, no, it's just the food. Like, I felt like the food was bad or something happened because it's like, it's not a cold or anything like that. It's like my stomach is feeling weird. And I'm like growing up mm-hmm. and so all that so stuff normal. so um so we talk i saw you know I, we, you actually called from the ship mm-hmm. and um uh maybe that weekend and you're like oh well, like do you think that you're pregnant yeah yeah i'm like yeah this sounds like this sound like morning <laughs> sickness yeah because i was throwing up a lot and so i'm like oh i didn't even it was like all the symptoms yeah yeah, cause my 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 breast was swelling, like I was sick, I was having headaches. It was I was pretty much having more of the symptoms of being pregnant than not being pregnant, and so but I just thought it was like food poisoning. Mm-hmm. So, so you're like, oh, won't you get a pregnancy test? It's COVID, 
And of course, I'm sick. I'm like, I'm not trying to go to the store. Like, I'm t- trying to drive. I'm going to have to get it tomorrow. Yeah. So, I'm like, yo, get it. I'm on a ship. I'm like, yo, so, get it. Like, what's up? Like, you always so, like, you know, like, patient with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, get it. Let's go. Think like, about time. Um, really, because I'm by myself. It's just me and a dog. So, you know, I'm just thinking, like, oh, I don't really want to drive. Um, I'm in for the night. Like, he might have a point here. But, and then, of course, you know, when, when COVID first hit, I was super, super cautious. Like, I was, like, getting Instacart. I was wiping everything down, um, even spraying down my boxes, my grocery bags, all of that stuff. I wasn't even trying to go to the uh, to the supermarket. <laughs> in 2019, right? No, this is 20... COVID hit in 2019. 2019, but we talking about when I found out I was pregnant. That's 2020. We in 2021 right now. Yeah, but you talk about when COVID first hit. Oh, well, not when it first hit. <laughs> that was 2019. So, man. even throughout. So, p- prior to COVID first hitting, COVID was around. And I was, like, not taking no ch- no chances because it's yeah. like, I live by myself. My husband's away. Just me and a dog. Like, I'm not about to catch this COVID business. Yeah, and so, so, you was cautious. I was very cautious. Plus, right. I didn't have to work. So, the next day, you went and got... So, next day, yeah. Drove, got the, the, the pregnancy text. I got a box. They had, of course, a three. Um, and make sure I got the one that said pregnant or not pregnant. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be confused with the pregnancy test. And we were on the phone together. Actually, I took the pregnancy test and I was like, okay, like nonchalant talking, like, yeah, whatever, get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and I told you like, so yeah. yeah. So, oh my gosh. I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh. Yeah, we were happy. We got to kind of celebrate that together, y'all. Yeah, yeah cool. super happy. It was a good moment um, because um, I felt like you know prior to that, like I had um, we both were like kind of like very in our healthiest stages. I went mm-hmm. to did like a pescatarian, vegetarian style lifestyle and was working out and felt like I was in great shape. So, well, right before that, you um, came to the ship. I think, and you like got lost, and it was like crazy for you. All stressed out. And you like, <laughs> you know, you ain't know you was pregnant. That was a weird thing. And I think I told you when I found out you was pregnant, I was like, yeah, cause you you were at, you was acting weird like for yeah, these I last was... couple uh, before I left. I'm like, I'm glad that uh, probably even while I was gone, but I'm like, I'm glad that something was like wrong with you for real. You know what I mean? I don't know if you remember that, but I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. here I go thinking. Like something wrong with my wife, but it's really something growing inside our body. Like it's actually, you know, something happening. Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, man, it's like, what's going on with her, man? You was acting different. So like <laughs> your 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 mood and your vibes were already different. Like your hormone levels and stuff might have already, you know, been changing before we ever knew that you were pregnant. You know, before you ever ate the crack shack. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than like the, and it seems. Um... You know that my hormones just seem to go out of control so um the pregnancy hormones you know i got most women's hormones kind of level out you know and they start to increase but mine seemed to uh heighten through heighten throughout um and so it was causing um what even what people would consider morning sickness to be like just during the day it was like all day sickness um and it was, like, to a point where I really couldn't even eat. Um, people consider morning sickness to be just during the day. Some people think morning sickness should only be, like, in the morning. Like, you know, when you first wake up. But it's <laughs> like, no, this, the name of the this is an all-day situation. Like, All right, so, <laughs> all right, so 
you find out you're pregnant and i think i leave like i think i'm leaving i think that was probably why i'm like yo let's find out because i think i got underway actually got underway real shortly after that mm. so i think um i got underway within days after we found out we was pregnant like i was hyped mm-hmm. um uh, or maybe i was already underway when you found out matter of fact i was already you underway, underway when you already found out you was pregnant. yeah you were not still here yeah. Was I was I underway? I don't remember. But yeah. um, cause how were we just talking? I remember where I was when we found out uh, we was pre- you, you were pre- No, we were like the ship that was had like moved. Yeah, I think that was the, the week that yeah, y'all were. Um, that was like the night we was about to get underway. So you find out you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. We get underway, and then you just get real sick. Get worse. Get more sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you get even worse. Right, and it's. To the point where it's like, yo, you need to go to an emergency room and, you know, stuff like that. You was putting it off? I wasn't. I wasn't putting it off. I was having more. I, I was not able to keep any food down um, really at all. And it was to the point where, like, um, I, I think I was using lemons. So, like, anything that was a lemon flavored something, mm-hmm. um, that kind of helped. Um, but I couldn't drink water for whatever reason. Like, I couldn't drink plain water. So, it was... I was a uh, uh, um, toast, <laughs> if I could even tolerate that, mm-hmm. uh, and ginger ale, um, but barely. Um, but it was to the point that it, when it started to get worse, um, I started spotting. So I had once I found out, the next morning I called the doctors, mm-hmm. and of course, um, you know I have lovely military insurance, health insurance, so everything is paid for, and you know. Um, I go to, uh, my doctor is on the base, and so I call, um, and they're like, well, it's COVID, like, you know, yeah. is this something that we can talk about over the phone? And I'm like, well, I don't think it can be a virtual, <laughs> they didn't even have virtual, they didn't, they didn't offer it, it was like, could, do you need a telephone conference, can you talk to a nurse? And I was like, no, I need to talk to a doctor, because um, I'm really nauseous, uh, and I just found out I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and I need to get on track to talk to OBGYN so we can start scheduling. I really don't even know how far along I am because I wasn't really tracking, like planning to be pregnant. Um, and so I get, I did, they did give me an appointment, um, but that was just with a primary. Um, yeah. So in the midst of all this, we, we, we hype, right? We hype, we kind of excited. This was like finding out she was pregnant was like one of the best days of my life. You know, I even told a lot of the sailors on a ship, like, yo, this is like one of the best days of my life, y'all. Like, it's crazy. My wife pregnant. That was like one of my goals, you know, going to Cali was um, to have a baby. So I'm hype. You hype. We start thinking about names. Remember? We start thinking names names. and um, all types of stuff. And this isn't a matter of days. So, you know, you get so connected, like, so fast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we, like, connected. We thinking... All types of stuff. We had so many conversations about this baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, we you find out, but you super sick. Uh, well, you, you're trying to schedule an appointment, right, first, like, to get OBGYN, period, right? Just because you just got pregnant, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can never get one, right? It's not happening, right? No, it's right? not happening. They, you know, I get the vitamin pack, and I get um, some other um, type of... Uh, medicine to um help me with the nausea Mm because that's really what it was i was having all day nausea feeling dizzy and just nauseous all day and um first they gave me some like vitamins um and that wasn't working um either so nothing was working and Mm -hmm. then uh, one morning i woke up 
and I went to the bathroom and I was spotting. Mm-hmm. So, um, and spotting meaning that I started to bleed. So, um, <laughs> in case somebody doesn't know, <laughs> you <spotting>. know, <laughs> I was spotting and I was, um, so I called my mom and I was like very nervous about it. Um, and I called the doctors. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, like, okay, like, because they pretty much told me there's no OBGYN appointments available here. Like, we're double booked. Like, you know, with COVID, everything is so slow. They can't take as many patients. And so I need to go in town, meaning I need to go to an outside provider, um, different. But I would have to find a provider that actually takes my insurance, which takes TRICARE. And that was the hardest thing because so many people weren't accepting new clients. And so it was like, okay, um, this is not working out. Like, they're not it's not working. And so when I told them I was spotting, that was when they, um, they suggested that, um, I could go to, um, the military OBGYN, which is at the hospital, um, at this point. So go to the hospital, um, at Balboa, um, which is like the biggest, um, naval, um, clinic or hospital in San Diego, um, in the area where we lived. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Right near the zoo. So, all right, um, all right. So, you went to yeah. the hospital. What did they tell you? What they so tell you? So, I, you know, hospital? I go to the hospital and, um, you know, my stomach has a lump or a bump uh-huh. at this point. I'm like, oh, well, you know, it seems like, you know, is it a muscle? I'm trying to figure it, you know, talk to the doctor. Um, you know, I told the doctor, like, you know, we had been trying but not trying and so it has been a while i'm, I'm like you know That's nothing you told the nothing happened so i'm kind of excited like to, to find out about mm-hmm. this baby so what happened with the doctor say, so the doctor you know i don't want to get too deep into the story because i plan on talking to you about this specifically oh, well, in a separate okay. you know uh pod like in the podcast on uh permission to speak freely uh when we get together with damon and ella so i don't, I don't want i don't want this podcast to be completely about that pregnancy story Mm. you know just some of the highlights well let me shorten it up a bit so um biggest thing happened had the head of the um ob uh check me out told me that the pregnancy wasn't a viable pregnancy um they weren't able to find a heartbeat and um they had another specialist come in and also confirm that um, and I also was told at that point in time that I had some, um, fibroids that were growing massively. Um, and so we just had to figure out, you know, what to do, uh, moving forward. Yeah. So they not only told you that the pregnancy wasn't viable, they also told you that you had fibroids. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of news in one day, right? A whole lot of news, a whole lot of news that I was not expecting anticipating and honestly i really didn't even know that much about fibroids and how dangerous they were um and could be um all i know is that uh, when i went to get an ultrasound um because then you know at that point they were trying to figure out the size of the you know the size or time frame and um based off of the size of my uterus um and so a lot of things were a little out of proportion um because of how my hormones were growing how, how my hormones were the levels um, and how it was impacting pregnancy. So the fibroids were kind of taking over um, and not giving the baby any room to grow. Um, so, um, you know, when you get the ultrasound, 
I just kept hearing people go, "Ooh, oh my goodness!" Like, and then they're like, "Okay, like we got the imaging." And so, yeah, that's pretty scary um, to be in the hospital and people say, "Oh my goodness." Yeah. So you, yeah. That made you me know. lose ninety pounds before. <laughs> they was doing that when I was checking my blood pressure before I got surgery <laughs> on my knee. They was doing. I that. guess they think they're being helpful because I'm like, "Is everything okay?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're just you know we're seeing a lot of images." So you know. Um, they can't really tell you. They're not really supposed to, you know, the doctor is supposed to review the information um, with you. But um, I, I told them, like, yeah, I know I have fibroids. I'm like, so I know they're there, you know, and they're like, yeah, quite a bit of them. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, that was that. Um, oh, you know what? There's like a big other part, and I think the fibroids or something had to do with it, but I wasn't not only spotting was not the only reason, but that was probably the most reason. But I also wasn't able to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So there was two different things happening at the same time for me. I was nauseous, not able to go to the bathroom and spotting. So. Yeah, and everybody you talk to is like, yo, go to the hospital, right? My mom, I think my mom was saying it, right? She's worried about you. Yeah. Um, your mom, whoever you're talking to, they're like, yo, go get checked out. I think me. Um, so they, they said you wasn't going to have a baby. Um, and they said you have fibroids. Mm-hmm. And you were you were in pain this night, right? So was it, it Corinne took you? Was it Corinne who took you to the hospital this day? Or was it your your, your supervisor? Or? No, it actually was myself. And I think that probably was. Um, oh, yeah, that was the thing. That was like the thing. Like you took yourself. Yeah, I did it by myself. So it's like I needed to muscle up some energy to go to the hospital. And then, you know, thinking about it, it's not an actual appointment that you're going to. It's an emergency. So at this point, you were... You know, I was there and waiting for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, the next day I had to go back, but it was like, you can't eat because they need to take the ultrasound, but your bladder needs to be empty. So um can't drink anything. I mean, you can't eat. So the next day, my supervisor, um, she actually, uh, I drove actually to her and then we went to the hospital. So, um, yeah. So how was the ride home that night? when you were by yourself i mean the ride home was definitely challenging um in terms of like you know being in so much pain and not being able to take anything um Mm -hmm. you know not really knowing what um well i guess the biggest thing is um trying to figure out like what would be the next steps and when you talk to a doctor um and they uh tell you you know, in terms of like when you the pregnancy is not viable and what the next steps would be, you know, whether or not um, you're going to be able to have to take a pill or do they have to do surgery or different things. Um, it just seemed like I was at a higher I was at a higher risk um, mm-hmm. because of the fibroids. Um, but I still was in pain, like at, in pain at like a nine or t- like a nine and a half or a ten. Like I couldn't sit down. Um, I really don't even know how I drove, but for whatever reason, the driving wasn't the problem. Like when I'm act, when I was actually driving, I was okay. It was the stopping and the sitting and the waiting mm-hmm. um, is where it felt. I could feel the pain a lot more because um, I was like actually being wheeled around because I couldn't really walk because the pain was so intense. Um, it felt like shooting, like or stabbing pains, like um, or spasms mm-hmm. um, that was happening, um, and so. Uh, so I'm asking you, how was the ride emotionally? Like, how were your emotions? Um, so emotionally, I feel like at the time, I don't actually think I completely stopped to process everything. Um, 
because it was just so much going on in my mind and so much information at the time. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's COVID. I'm by myself. You know, um, there you get this, you get somebody to give you a folder with all of this information and you're supposed to just retain it all. Um, and um, I think a lot of it was, I was, I don't want to say I was confused, but I think I was a little bit, um, I was very, I was sad. I was um, very sad about it, but I just kept thinking like, okay, like it's like all these things that I got to get done now at this point. Um, and being in so much pain, I think when you go through any type of uh, procedure or any type of thing that causes you to be in pain, pain kind of impairs your judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you are only thinking about, or at least for myself, I was only thinking about like, how can I get this pain to stop? Because this pain is intense. Um, they're like, oh, you know, you can get a Pepsi, you know, get, that is actually what the doctor told me, go get a Pepsi, um, get some caffeine, um, you know, that could probably help, but, and I did, I wound up going after and getting a Pepsi, um, it helped slightly, but, um, you know, just knowing that you have to go back and then finding out that I had to get, um, a DNC procedure, mm-hmm. um, which was, would be an emergency surgery, um, was um I very uh I felt um I was scared I was very scared um and I was like missing my husband because it's like dag like you know it's COVID no one else can go in the rooms with you but it's kind of like okay this is like a major surgery like you know people asking me my blood type um and telling me about blood transfusions um but I think some part of it I was a little upset because the person who um, I was speaking with the doctor that I was speaking with wasn't really, um, wasn't as sensitive as I would expect, um, an OBGYN to be. She was very, like, matter of fact, um, and she was making some suggestions that, to me, weren't the best suggestions, um, in terms of, like, giving me an option to, um, for, to clear my uterus on my own at home by taking some pills, which, um, I later found out in the ER, um, they didn't want me to bleed or for my body to remove the the baby or the fetus by myself because I could have bled to death. So I think in that whole process, um, it's just so much going on. Like it was a lot going on. Um, you think like less than seven days ago I was finding out I was pregnant like the best days of my life mm-hmm. and now it's like okay like I gotta pivot from that and think about a big procedure I have to have to save my life and so yeah so the DNC so you get the DNC um we found a way to get me to uh San Diego uh my boy Damon dropped me off at the hospital just in time for you to get the DNC I'm well, a kind of I'm, I'm going to let you stop me in a second. I was just about to say, I'm going to kind of speed through mm-hmm. some of this story because uh, we, we suppose we're going to talk about the whole year and we still in January, but uh, we I'm going to let you time. stop me though. What was you about to tell? What was you about to say? No, I was just going to say it was not easy to get you um, here. And so that's not, that wasn't like an easy fit. It's not um, a normal thing that, you know, your husband is in the middle or out at sea um, and he's flown out for your, emergency procedure yeah they, um, they heloed me off they had to helo me off man shout out to my cmc and my chain of command yeah. my captain everybody they had to fly me off that was like the first time oh matter of fact no 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 i got to japan we had got to japan and i left like soon as we got to japan i left soon as we got to japan this is february now right mm-hmm. so this is february 
So I left. As soon as we got to Japan, they heloed me when I went back. They heloed me back on. Yeah, they so, wanted you back on there, but um, yeah. <laughs> so I came home. Your mom's was here, right? Your mom was here. Yeah, my mom was here because she um she definitely shout out to my mom. She came as soon as she knew because it was almost like um uh between Thursday and Friday I was back and forth at the doctors and the surgery was going to be Monday, but I was in the ER. <laughs> I was in the ER Saturday and Sunday, and so um just trying to get stabilized because I was in so much pain and there was a lot going on, but they didn't want um, anything to happen prior to, and they couldn't give me the surgery earlier than Monday um, because they needed more eyes and they needed access to the blood bank. Um, and they needed to talk to some specialists because I had some complicating things happening um, with where the fibroids were and um, where they needed to uh, remove the fetus. And um, there was a lot of concern um, that with the fibroids that something could happen um, and um, it would be a lot of loss of blood. So. Yeah, you call me crying. Like, they want me to get a hysterectomy. They telling me that I might have to get a hysterectomy. And, you know, at that time, I didn't even know. I talked to a lot of dudes, too. I'd be telling them, like, yeah, they told her about a hysterectomy. Dudes like, what's a hysterectomy? And that's, like, I didn't really know what a hysterectomy was either. Like, but I had to think about it. I'm like, well, that must be something where she can't have you know, kids. I still didn't really know what it was. I found out later that it's, you know, your uterus getting removed and stuff. But, like, I'm like, man, that must be serious. You know, when you told me, he was like, man, a hysterectomy. I'm like, damn, a hysterectomy. And I, I still, like, really, like, ain't really know what it was. I'm like, dang, a hysterectomy? Like, oh but, God. um, but. Yeah, a hysterectomy. And, I mean, some women do wind up having to have a hysterectomy. Yeah. Um, but I called the doctor, right? I called the doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, dude, like, this was like, you know, because that was like right before they were supposed to put you under. And I'm like, yo, dude, this was like, you know, bad timing. Like, why would you, you know, <laughs> wait this long to tell her right before you put her under that, you know, she might lose her uterus, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, it was bad timing. But I think that was after you, after you woke up. But that I'm was so before, because um, it was the anesthesia, the anesthesiologist, or yeah, I'm talking about when I talked to him. Oh, when you, I think um, I yeah, that was after. after you woke up. Yeah. So we, so you know, it's a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the pregnancy, and it come to the miscarriage, uh, and it come to the DNC, and it come to the fibroids. So you leave the D. I just want to make sure we are where we need to be. It's February, mm-hmm. right? Um, you leave the DNC. Mm-hmm. Still with fibroids, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we out of it. We DNC is done. The baby is now. The baby stayed in you after we knew the baby wasn't alive for like how many days? Um, maybe that might have been like four days. All right, like four days. You got your mm-hmm. baby in you that we know four is not alive, days. right? That's crazy. Um, rough, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so this dude saying is sleep, man, knocked out. <laughs> So, February, I'm home. Um, we actually got to spend Valentine's Day together. Yeah, February. Um, well, first, man, you got out that car. You, when you got out the hospital and got to that car, you, I mean, it was almost like you had an open heart transplant or something, <laughs> man. Like, you just wasn't looking like, you know, the you that I'm, you know, used to seeing. I'm like, man, it's like the first time I got to see my wife, like, looking, like, real weak like this. It was crazy to you know, came down in a wheelchair, but mom's is home. I'm home. Um, and we get to spend Valentine's day together. Right. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, so that probably might've only been the silver lining of February. Um, well, the, the beginning part of February, um, because of course the, the, 
um, prior to that, of course, I had the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the most pain I've probably ever experienced in life. Um, Still? Would be that surgery. Would be um, that period of time. So, okay. Um, just, you know, when when you start getting different levels of pain medicine, then they're not working. And then they start switching you to narcotics and trying to figure out what they can do to level your pain because the pain is so bad. Um that's probably, and my threshold for pain isn't that high. Um, I don't have any tattoos um, because I just can't take, the, like, a, a little bit of pain. So, well, um, I mean, a good thing about us <laughs> sitting here talking is by the time we finish, whoever listening, they're going to know your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to know your whole life. Like, <laughs> your shortcomings, what you allergic to. Oh yeah, on my allergies, yeah. <laughs> what you, what you, all you know, that stuff. Your pain threshold, <laughs> all that good stuff, all that good stuff. Welcome to uh, World of Angeline. <laughs> yeah, this might, you might just be a show of itself, man. So um, we are we, so we out of January, right? So we we find we are out of January. In February is Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how was Valentine's Day? Uh, it was the best you said it was the silver lining so yeah valentine's day was definitely a silver lining i think valentine's day i was actually i think from the whole time i was pregnant i, I had finally been able to wash my hair mm-hmm. um feel like a human again like not you know feeling s- so sick um because at that point my pain was uh somewhat managed yeah. um and so i was um i was doing all right um I still had some pain, but it was managed where it wasn't like consuming me yeah. completely. How was Valentine's Day, babe? Valentine's Day was awesome, really okay. good. Um, got some surprises. Um, my husband really, he really came through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really came through. Um, I really felt loved and appreciated. I felt like um, it was good to hear my mom uh, there to help us. Uh-huh. Um, it gave us some time to kind of be able to bond and just love on each other for the small period of time we had. We yeah. had somebody to take care of the dog. <laughs> and not have to worry, and, you know, and cook and all that good stuff. Yeah, they, um, they told us we couldn't get intimate. We yeah, got to <laughs> break some rules. Try to break a little, you know, do a little <laughs> something, when, something. You know, I'm all my, I got to go back to Japan, right? <laughs> so I leave, right? I go back to Japan. I got to go back. Um, we actually had, I don't want to get too specific, like I said, into, you know, this whole thing, but we had paperwork that could have got me to stay, which kind of comes into issues later that I'm, you know, upset because I can't come back and, you know, but I'm upset with you and some weird stuff like that because I can't come back even though my dumbass had the paper that I could have, you know, came back with our, our stay home with so I could, you know, be with you throughout this period. But um, but I, I they fly me. I, I fly back to Japan, and um, Carol, you know, so my my homegirl. So first of all, when when I first hit Japan, I hit Carol up because that's where she's stationed at, and I'm like, Yo, Carol, um, we gotta, you know, my first day in Japan, I hit Carol like, Yo, Carol, we gotta chill, and and it's kind of remembering like giving me a timeline. It was the same day that I got to Japan that you found out that. The baby um, wasn't going to make it. So that same day, so I get to Japan, and the very next day, instead of me and Carol chilling, you know, she's, like, just there while I'm, like, just not doing anything because I'm in this weird period 
a limbo where I'm like, man, my wife needs me at home. Something happened with the baby. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, uh, when the flight information and stuff going to come through. Because, they, you know, they took care of me as fast as they could. And that's shout out to uh, Rachel uh, Peebles, my top sniper at the time. She actually took care of me. She she knew I wasn't, she knew I was going to say, like, no, I, I wasn't going to go home. She's like, you need to go home. Like, you know, so so she actually took care of me, her and, and, and CMC or whatever. So that's a big shout out to her. Um, actually, when I left the ship, I actually cried talking to her. Um, I actually cried. And, and and that's not to say that we never bumped heads and stuff like that. You know, that's how the Navy works. Mm-hmm. Um, but she took care of me. Like, when I needed her to take care of me, she took care of me. So I appreciate her for that all the time. Um, but um, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm back. Um, I, well, I left. So me and Carol couldn't chill when I left because the moment I left, when I came back, um, when I got the moment I got there, we found out about the miscarriage, so we can't chill. So while Carol thinking she, I remember because Gigi, Carol's sister, we on the phone, and she go to congratulate me for for, for, for on a pregnancy. She said, "Hey, Damo, congratulations!" And Carol like, "Nah, Gigi." <laughs> and Gigi like, "For real?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So fast forward, everything you said happened. I come back. And now it's like, I still couldn't chill with, you know, my homegirl Carol because I had to um, quarantine, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm, you know, I'm quarantining. So, I, you know, but she even came through for me then. She came, you know, she came to get me. She came through for me. She came and came through for me again when it was time for me to leave because I'm pretty much now, you know, I'm upset because I'm like, what am I? I'm going back pretty much to leave at this point to lead a ship. You know what I mean? Because I, I was mean, support- the biggest thing is that we were in the process of the military moving our stuff. So we needed to like you needed to set that up. So that was already set up in terms of like them coming to pack all of our hundreds of boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot mm-hmm. of stuff like a lot of moving transitional stuff happened that we never prepared for it to be like you doing mm-hmm. it by yourself. Stuff. You know, so mm-hmm. it was supposed to be us, too. But um, Carol took care of me again, uh, drove, got me to the airport. I, I, you know, I'm going to just speed through, you know, for me. Um, well, anything else for February for you? Um, for February for me? I mean, we could, we still at the top of February. Um, so that we could, we could still just stay there. Uh, well, I was about to talk about me leaving. So I don't have nothing else for February. Oh, That's what I'm asking. The, Valentine's the thing, Day for me, sorry. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day for me was crazy. Like, I, you know, I think I, like, went out of my way to get you what I think is one of the best gifts I got um, ever. Yeah, you know, diamonds are always a girl's best friend. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I definitely wasn't anticipating that. Um, Damn, for real. Uh, but it <laughs> really brightened, it brightened up my whole um, Valentine's Day mood. Um, and the message was, you know, it, the message... Not so much the gift. The gift, of, of course, the gift was amazing. My love language is, is um, <laughs> that's one of my love languages. Now they, um, now they know your love language. I told you about the end of this. So, but, you know, it was just a lot of meaning, meaning behind it um, in terms of um, shining like a diamond. And um, it just, you know, in that period of time, I'm, you know, I was working full time. Uh-huh. Um, in grad school full time and so I just had a lot going on um, but even through all of that you know I still was able to um, my professors shout out to them they 
they were great in terms of understanding like the process um, because during that process um, I had to keep every day or every couple of days every other day not every day but every other day I had to drive back to the hospital I had to get blood tests um, they were checking my hormone levels because they were trying to figure out why they weren't going down because mm-hmm. um, it was still showing that I was at least that I was pregnant and, mm-hmm. um, and my uterus was state. you know still super big super large yeah. um and they're like okay like are you sure that you didn't do anything like are you i'm like i'm not pregnant like we yeah. did we, we followed instructions um we, ain't, we followed yeah. we followed instructions to to i won't say to a t but um yeah Definitely uh, not, to a t. not to a t but um but i wasn't pregnant probably to like a, <laughs> a s but <laughs> But um, I definitely needed medication. Was it Corinne like? Was it Corinne like joking like my girl, my whole girl got a big uterus or something like that? <laughs> so shout out to Corinne. She's a, a great big friend. Uterus. I mean, I don't know anybody who uh, Corinne was supposed to take me to the doctors um, on Saturday because at that point I had no more energy for me to get a COVID test so that I can have my operation on Monday. And it wound up that when they did my vitals, I almost passed out because the, my pain threshold had exceeded itself. And I was like so nauseous and so sick at that point um, that they had to admit me. And Corinne actually stayed. Like we got there at like nine. Um, and I didn't leave there until um, midnight. Yeah, yeah. Corinna's like so she's staying up, but she's staying in her car because it's a military base. So she's not in the military. So of course she just can't leave. So she literally had to sit in her car, um, and like get updates from me and kind of just like wait because I had no other way to get home. Yeah, as far as far as my women friends, Corinna's uh, number one. I think undisputed. She my number one woman friend. Like I can actually call Corinne. We can't really count on her. A friend without. Without no reservations, like yeah, yeah, that's you know, and that's your thing. But mine is, I could call her a friend without a relationship with you, like without a connection to you, I could call Karen my friend. So she number one there. It's other of your friends, like Erica. Like I, I really like the, every time I see her, I'm closer to her, you know. Um, so she up, she in that top five too. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got other friends, you know. I'm not gonna name them all, but Karen mm-hmm. is like undisputed, like top five like we could debate um she you know she'd be trying to check me she could check me um we joke we laugh we could do you know stuff just us like together fun so she is definitely one of my favorite friends so she probably top five on favorite friends and she top five on my best woman uh friend so um definitely man big big one for her man like i love corinne like love her to death corinne is 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 the bomb and we definitely have some really we have a good group of, of friends, but um, she's just a, like that. And I, I have other girlfriends um, who checked in, of course, Erica, Lena, like my good girlfriends. But Corinne, um, that right there, I was like, uh, like, I, I just couldn't even believe it. It's like you in the ER, then we got to get some food because I couldn't eat. Yeah. And just, you know, she wound up staying. Um, yeah, yeah, she 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 wrote it out. Staying but in a, like, fe- but uh, she wrote it out. You know, but definitely did. February, right? So Anything yeah. else for February? Yeah, so something else really dope happened in February. Um, and um, it was another um, good, another silver lining. Uh, my best friend, she wound up uh, coming. She surprised me for my birthday. And so um, Lena came. 
um, for the weekend of my birthday, and we got a chance to connect and um, talk. And it was actually her first time in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and so I wish it wasn't at a time where I really couldn't do that much. Uh-huh. Um, but we still got a chance to explore San Diego um, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, hey, so. Lena, we sorry that I we sorry that I wasn't there to for it to uh, be you lit. know, Donald you know wasn't there because you know when when family crack and friends shot. come, he kind of did you, you take do the crack tour. Shot? We did not go to Crack Shack. Uh, we wound up wow. going to Fashion Valley, yeah. but she was only here for a weekend, so I feel like if she had Gotta been here a little longer, um, we could have probably we would have hit other places. She did get some in and out. She wasn't like the biggest fan of it. She said it was cool, but it wasn't like, but it wasn't all, you know, a lot of people but I feel like it's just a West coast thing. It's like one of those places that you do. You just have to try it before you, uh, and it it has to be, yeah, that's the other thing. You got to get animal style. If you're going to get some in and out and and you don't get animal style, it's not going to be what you think. And that still don't make it better than five guys. I probably have it. I like mostly most other burger spots, but, and then now it is to me, it's dope. Like you watch them make the fries. The burgers ain't bad. Like it's cool. The milkshakes are great. It's not five guys, right? I get it. It's not five guys. It's not whole dads or whatever like that. Oh, whole dads is definitely good. Um, but we did go to the beach. We got a chance to go to mission Valley beach. We went to, um, we went to fashion Valley, like one of the dopest malls. Um, and, um, but I mean, some, a lot of things in San Diego is like hiking or just kind of seeing the landscape and just mm-hmm. different areas, but you need to have a little bit of time to kind of go there. And with me being like, not all the way well, like I was taking them painkillers just so that I could like be up to mm-hmm. kind of, um, hang out. But she was just so sweet. And like, she wasn't really trying to do too much. Her, yeah. She your just friend. was like, she you know, I'm just friend. here to be here for you. Like yeah, we don't have friend. to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, She's not going to make you feel, you know. No, nah, she didn't at all. about not being able to move around because of your health. That's a real friend. Yeah, she, um, she, and then, um, but my, so you got me the diamonds. Um, and then Elena got me this um, really beautiful um, uh, bracelet, um, a Pandora set um, about sisters and friendships. Did on the charm. No, 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 I didn't lose it. <laughs> I don't lose jewelry though. What are you putting it at? Like, like I don't be all it. my jewelry. At? So all my good jewelry, and this might be you know pandemic. So if I'm going out, that's you know kind of when I'm breaking it out um, to wear it. Um, you know, what, with what my jewelry got to do with the pandemic. Well, I don't like my stuff to just be touching. You know, it was a point in time when I was wearing gloves. Um, and so it's like hitting on top of gloves and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I wasn't even wearing my. When I was wearing gloves, I wasn't wearing my wedding band because, you know, it puts a hole in the glove. Uh-huh. So uh, I think I'm past that phase now of, like, feeling like I need gloves. Of course, yeah. we need our mask and stuff like that. He was but washing the whole box. It's hard. <laughs> telling me, like, I and can't sanitizer even get Amazon. Yeah, you know, just leave it at Oh, the yeah, door. I was leaving them Amazon boxes down like, in our garage for a bit on? so that they could air out, get all the COVID germs off of them, yeah, and then spraying them, the them with Lysol, like. Yeah, I start rebelling. I'm like, yo, this box can't get left in the garage. Like, I need this. no COVID so, in my house. So, all right. So, anything else? So, you and you and Elena, February, she came through. She came through for you. Birthday happened February 27th. Ooh, ooh, right, right. Ew, yeah, yes. we got it right. That Pisces. Um, that, yeah, Pisces. <laughs> right. So, anything else? Well, that's end of February. It's only one more day, so ain't much. Yeah, happened. no, that was um, that probably was the end, the end of February. The highlights were, you know, the Valentine's Day and my birthday. Um, those were both highlights. March, and then we have March. So, <laughs> March. Um, at that point, um, I was on FMLA for my job because mm-hmm. I, I was not able to go back to work. 
um, end. Um, at that point, um, I wound up um, resigning um, because um, we were going to be leaving mm-hmm. um, and um, I had found a specialist. Um, and so my girlfriend out here um, had recommended. A, so that was the biggest thing is that I needed to find a specialist that was going to be able to, that specialized in fibroids um, in order to remove the complicated ones that I had. Um, and so um, I resigned from my job. Um, and um, found a, a specialist that was in the John Hopkins network. Um, and so I was like doing all this research um, because mm-hmm. I was under the impression that I was going to come and get this um, robotic uh, myomectomy surgery done um, to remove these fibroids. Um, but that just, that wasn't in the cards for me. I was not a candidate um, by the time that actually, you know, I got evaluated and, um, my fibroids were, uh, a lot more severe and in places where, um, my, um, surgeon, um, she's awesome. Like, was like, yeah, there's probably more in there that we can't see. Cause I, um, wound up having a few scans and then an MRI, multiple things happening. And so I'm going to have to open you up. It's going to be an open abdominal myomectomy. I'm going to have to feel around because it's probably ones that we can't detect um, to make sure I get them all. And so your um, healing time is probably going to be 12 weeks or more, but um, I gave it a 12 weeks time frame. And so um, that was March. Um, so March for me was, I think. And, and moving. <laughs> moving? Yeah. So what happened with moving? So, um so it, we, the movers were supposed to come and pack our house up um, in the beginning of March. Um, they um, wound up deciding that, um, and they did wind up doing that. The day that they were supposed to come, they didn't come, but they came the next day. So this was came. sometime in March they came. They yeah. came. So we, our stuff got moved in March. So they came, boxed up the whole house. But, I mean, in them boxing up the whole house, you... It's, it's, it's cool because the military is moving you. However, like the companies that mo- the company that we had, um, while they were um, decent in moving us, they didn't realize how much stuff mm-hmm. we had. And so well, it was more of a process. Yeah, it's not like the military moving you. It's like the military got a company. They got a contract with a company that they hire. You know. You might, could be shady, a mom and pop spot. <laughs> not all mom and pop spots are shady, but sometimes the military deal Listen. with like the lowest bidder. So it's whoever going to move it. Like, we could start a moving company right now, and we'll probably get those moving contracts. Well, listen, that's probably exactly what happened, because they yeah. literally sent two people, um, and those two people, um, one of the, they, they, they were not able to um, box all of that yeah. stuff up. Um, and then we had to, I had to help them. So imagine I'm taking painkillers and can't really walk all that much, and it's like, you know, now I got to be there for each room because it's paperwork you got to sign and tags they got to put yeah, on stuff, stuff you, and, do, right? you know it's, a lot of stuff. it's just a lot yeah. it's I, a lot i remember when i moved to san diego when i moved to san diego and, uh, and like you know my my uh furniture and stuff was delayed and then the dude finally showed up the mover with the truck big truck too real big truck it was he was old he was like 68 he was old he looked old he could have been older and it was just him. I'm like, yo, where the movers at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, where the movers at? And he parks, so he parks downhill. He's like, man, I don't know. And mind you, my stuff is already delayed like a month, month and a half. He's like, yo, I parked 
he's like, I don't think that I'm going to be able to help. Like, he's like, I don't think I'll be able to move this stuff off the truck today. I'm like, why'd you come? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why'd you come? Because this so, was the day they scheduled You know, them. so I'm like, man, put them slacks down, whatever <laughs> it is. Put them down, man. I, I'm helping you. You know what I'm saying? So I wound up helping this dude move all my furniture, man. Then I asked him at the end. I'm like, yo, like, am I going to get a paycheck? You know, a paycheck for this or something? You know, so that was my experience. So I already know how crazy it could get with moving. So for me, March, the Navy stuff, I was on a ship, I think. Um, maybe me and Carol was able to go out and do some stuff in March. I, I, I forgot how March went, but I was on a ship. I know that Carol was taking me out because she was taking me to eat all kinds of Japanese food and uh, stuff like that. Okay, uh, too. So why, wow. <laughs> well, I'm packing up the house. My hubs is getting a little bit of experience in Japan, which I feel like. I mean, you were you were there, so yeah. Why I, think, not? I think that was March. I think I think that was March. I want to say that was March. I don't really mm-hmm. uh, wholeheartedly remember, but I it think was March. That was probably the end of March because most of March, yeah. I think, I was in the. Um, that room um like it was at the end quarantine. of march because um by the time we got here it was april but yeah, by the time they no it was the end of march but by the time they um transferred the so they the people that packed the house up is not the people who actually yeah. move just the movers so you so know we got here in april yeah right uh yeah so it was like some you know sometime in march i was probably reading the malcolm x book and i was working out the gyms were closed so i was working out a lot in the, like in the fan room on the ship well, no, not even this fan, like my switchboard room on the ship. So um, not much from me for March, right? So April, we pretty much, you moved here like end of March, right? Like last week of March or something? Mm-hmm. Well, April. Yeah, end of March, last week of March. Like last week of March, right? Uh-huh. Your Going mom helped you? April. Um, my mom was there to help. But mm-hmm. um, with the moving company, um, you know, you're not supposed to move, pretty much move anything so you know just imagine your whole house and somebody is going room by room you know taking all the clothes out your closet taking all the dishes out of your cabinets mm-hmm. so you, you um, got some control issues so you want to control I, you know it, right? i don't know if i have control <laughs> issues but you know someone here has so many electronics electronics mm-hmm. and camera stuff and all kinds of stuff that you know we had um our wedding artwork a lot of we had a lot of breakables and so we had you know furniture that we some things that we paid a decent amount of money for yeah. um valuables and so you um they don't have a job they gotta move they gotta do their jobs you know we got the skinny big screen tv mm-hmm. like things that they need to be able to pack a certain way to make sure job, that they you don't, gotta follow them yeah follow them around and make and where sure where was saint Saint was there. He was good running up and down. I mean, luckily, you know, he's a small little dog, so they were fine with him kind of moving around. Um, but at mm-hmm. one point, we had to kind of barricade him in the kitchen because it was starting to get too much because mm-hmm. um, he, he was very active. Yeah. Um, and this was during COVID, so I, I know you was being cautious. Yeah. Um, um, they had to have a mask and all those good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I came home, you had people wearing footies. Yep. And come in the crib, they had a little rug we, laid out. <laughs> we had carpet. I, yeah. We didn't have hardwood floors at our last um where we moved from. Yeah, so you I had know, to move our last like, house. You had to move like rapidly, right? Like I think you flew in and then found out that the movers were already there. So I I didn't get here that long. I think you were here ten days before I got here or something like that. Yeah, you came like not so, too far. But it was like an issue with it because, you know, the stuff had went to the warehouse. 
um, and um, they were trying to find a team. So another moving group to move it across the country. But the other biggest thing is we have two cars. So um, we needed to be able to ship our cars um, and finding a reputable company that was going to be able to get our cars here um, in time um, and with COVID. So it just God kind of worked it out where the day that the movers, um, the day the day that the people who were coming to bring our stuff were here, the day before, or two days before, um, the people who were shipping our, the company that was shipping our cars was able to get the cars. Um, and it just so worked out that they, instead of me having to drive both cars to their location, the um, the big tractor was able to come and just pick the cars up from the house. So that was really a blessing because yeah. that was a lot. Um, Cause on top of that, I was still running back. I still was having to go back and forth to the hospital um, to get my levels checked and to be clear in order to fly, um, so that I could leave. Yeah, um, you had to get Saint over here on the airplane. Yeah, right. and get Saint an appointment because, of course, you know to make sure that um, at one point in time it was that you could bring emotional support animals on the plane, mm-hmm. um, but because of covid and with different rules with airlines things had kind of changed so he had to get his appointment and get his paperwork situated so he could fly yeah and at this point it's probably nothing you need more than an emotional support animal right like you need you know Mm -hmm. this that was your mom in cali your mom was in cali right so she flew from cali to maryland Mm -hmm. right all right so you so you so um and that was march going into april so april i'm I come home at some point, right? I come home. Um, yeah, th- but it's crazy because it's like the day that we got on the flight, we must have got on the flight. We got a red eye, so we got on the flight at night, late, late at night, maybe our, you know, eleven somewhere around there. Um, and that morning, but as soon as we touched down, literally got out the airport and everything, um, and the flight was rough because we had to. It was a connecting flight. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who were supposed to deliver the furniture and it was pouring when we got here um, was like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring, we'll be there in an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Drop off all like the they, furniture. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> saying yeah, they here, they're here. And so. it's like, you know, imagine just running around and just being so exhausted. Um, right. Um, and then Saint was having issues when we were on the plane. Um, you know, he was that was his first time being on a plane, so. Um, he was nervous. He had to be in his carrier, um, you know. In Cali, I felt like they were a little bit more lenient in terms of like he was in the carrier, but in the airport you could um, he could go out so he could go to the bathroom. Um, but he didn't. But he could be in there. But they would allow his head to kind of be out, and so he was a little bit more comfortable um, in Cali. But when we got to Atlanta, um, they were a lot more strict, or they had different. Um, I don't know. I think that you know they weren't as dog friendly i should say mm-hmm. um with the flight and there was quite a few animals on the flight cats in their carriers other dogs um but they weren't they weren't as friendly in um as friendly they weren't as dog friendly um so we good on that we good on that right? yeah yeah but yeah so i didn't even get to rest so by the time i got here here you got people coming mm-hmm. Bringing all this, all these boxes, um, yeah. and I counted them, so they were un- over a hundred boxes, um, and then you got to tell them where everything should go, uh-huh. and so, check off that you received everything. Uh-huh. Anything else about April? Um, 
No, I think that right, so, I, so I came April. back, right? The most important thing to happen in April yeah. happens. I come back. Y'all try to surprise me um, mm-hmm. by unpacking. So you came back earlier than we thought. We thought we were going to have a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we like it's like a, kind of was like a running joke with my mom and myself, actually. Because um, I'm always always say, like, you know, these military wives, you know, sometimes when, you know, their husbands go away, they come back home and the house is all together and they just, you know, come home to everything in, to, in order. And so... Um, because we had touched so much transition, I was like, and my mom too, like we kind of wanted the house not to look as disheveled, um, and to kind of like just unpick things, you know, and try to get things in order. So shout out to my mom. Cause uh, a lot of that I couldn't really do you now the movers, they put together the furniture, like all the big stuff. Um, they kind of, um, put together and put, put up and stuff like that, but like the beds and stuff like that. But, um, when you talk about all the other other things um we had to do it um and some stuff i didn't want them touching like you know like your your laundry stuff like you know it's still covid so um but yeah we we got everything done um and we had this idea to play this prank on on damo because he was emailing me about like when i was telling him how many boxes and how you know much saint had to go outside and things like that um because saint was getting um house trained at the time because uh, in Cali, he um, used puppy pads, but not here. Um, he doesn't. And so we emptied all the boxes, but we left all the boxes. Um, and so um, that was a joke. You know, he was supposed to come in and, you know, kind of laugh at seeing all the boxes, but they mm-hmm. them being empty. Um, but, you know, the prank didn't quite go the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, and so how did you feel? But I did get some of it on footage, so... Um, I have my memories to laugh at. Um, yeah, I might be able to play that some of that. Um, I, I, <laughs> I I thought that nothing was done. Um, I knew that it wasn't. Again, I didn't really understand the pain you was going through at the time, so I, I knew it wasn't much that you could do. But I know it was some stuff that I thought you could do. You know, and I mm-hmm. had ordered some Amazon. I had got some new cameras and stuff like that. But I, I'm like, all right, some stuff you could like least like take some stuff out of some boxes and stuff. And you, you know, you was putting on like you didn't do anything. So, you know, when I came home and saw all the boxes, I'm like, damn, like I just came back from, you yeah, know. But you was the same one saying like, yeah, I'm going to empty out all the boxes. And I, I get back. I'm just going to get everything done. I'm just gonna yeah, go. I was planning on going crazy. And then I Which actually, didn't even seem realistic. Yeah, y'all got a lot of stuff done, but I mean, I got down. When I got here, I got down. I was empty. Yeah. Like, I got down. I mean, so we did. So we left. So in our, um, it's our entertainment area. We have like like a bar where we have a party. We I left those boxes. So all of those boxes, um, there was about um, 15 boxes that um, I left or we left for Damo to um, unpack. But all all of that was like his equipment um, and like some of our like... uh, holiday stuff just like any all of the things that we had in our basement yeah um, so it was like a hundred and something boxes left it's like some of them empty most of them empty them boxes was empty it was yeah. 15 boxes left it was 15 boxes left yeah but it was like but it was a lot of stuff in them yeah and then it was like a hundred and something all together oh boxes. yeah in terms of the boxes yeah it was like over 100 boxes um but they needed to be broken down because we just took the stuff out of them but we had them lined up yeah for so, him. That, so that was that was april so that was like summer, April, May was me breaking down boxes, 
big black trash bags, figuring out where the recycling center was, um, taking the boxes there, taking the trash to the, uh, the, the, the dumpster. So that was a lot of, that was a lot of that time. Um, learning a lot about the neighborhood, a lot about the rules, the how to get rid of, you know, mm-hmm. this. I think I actually, man, I paid a dude to come grab a bunch of uh, recyclables. Mm. Um, and I ain't even had to do that because, you know, it's a place to take them, but it would have been like multiple trips and we only got, you know, the small cars. So that was a lot of what April was, got in contact with the command. We talked about me quarantining. So I had to quarantine. I had leave. I had my leave and I had to quarantine. Um, was April, was anything else significant for you in April? Um, I think that probably the biggest significant thing um, was just being able to connect with a um, a new medical provider. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, you know, that was the top on my list um, incoming um, and trying to get, you know, make sure that I was able to con- continue to manage um, the pain. Uh, so, um, so May, what about May? May, um, biggest significant thing in May is that it was our anniversary. Yeah, our anniversary, right? Yeah. So that was probably the biggest um, significant thing. May thirty um, first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we what well, we went to Urban Roast. That was our first time at Urban Roast. We went back like the next day. I think. <laughs> I think we went back to Urban Roast the next day. <laughs> yeah, Urban Roast definitely a cool spot. Um, in DC, um, they have like the fire pits outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so May was a nice time. Um, where you could um, it's a little breezy, nice during the day and a little breezy. Um, but the dishes, all that, all different types of um, uh, mac and cheese type of smorgasbord type dishes. Um, but they yeah. have a lot of different food. So, so, so May was anniversary. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, if anybody interested in the menu for Urban Roast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just go on Urban You know, go on them. You know, find them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Go check them out. Um, they got stuff. But they have so, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a cool place to have an anniversary um dinner yeah yeah that was cool so i because i think i got home like mid-april like probably april 9th and then i had to quarantine and then i went on leave for like 30 days so may was cool june i'm back at work new job new position um everything new different you know what i'm saying i was uh doing something completely different paperwork office cubicle stuff like that um so 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 that was june for me and then at some point um me and wes you know um got down that's my business partner uh, and we started talking about our plans uh with plank owner pizza and different things he wanted to do we knew we were going to go to pizza expo um i think that was in august pizza expo happened in august but uh we were planning for that you know for a while um, mm-hmm. So we talked about that. Uh, he was selling pieces, and I just want to get down with him and um, us, you know, put our heads together and make, you know, make it even bigger than it was. So what about June for you? Oh, you know what? I'm going to just double back real quick. Um, I don't know how I forgot about this, but when I came in May, May was the ending of my clinical internship. So, um, I mean, the beginning, I'm sorry. The beginning of my, the last portion um, of my, my clinical internship, um, in order to graduate so while um, I was in Cali I did all the interviewing and everything virtually of course um, and then when I got here um, 
uh, that was when it actually, I think first week in May is when I drove out to Laurel. So internship was about an hour and 15 minute drive (laughs) away from where we lived or so. And that's on a good day with not that much traffic. Yeah. And that's you going to school for what? Oh, so, uh, I am done now, but, um, went to school, had my MSW in clinical social work with a trauma informed focus. Okay. So he's going to school for, uh, clinical social work so you're doing your last bit of internship and still doing school at the same time right yep, so i'm in school still taking my courses because it's still classes you gotta do right mm-hmm. so you're doing school you're doing mm-hmm. an internship and you kind of worried about your health here right yeah. some stuff kind of slowed down with your health the working all the exercising you was doing before i came home you know you had to slow it down yeah, um, I wasn't even able to do any yeah. much of that. And um, I mean, before I came home in December, all the exercise, you know, all, <laughs> that, all the working out on fitness you was doing, you had to slow it down. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so. But then you see, I'm seeing clients. So my the, my clinical internship wound up um, taking off as soon as I got there. Um, see, doing um, having therapy, not just with the, with kids, but with adults, um, and then running group sessions, um, and. I had a pretty full schedule, um, full client mm-hmm. um, load, caseload. Um, yeah, you finagled them and they're giving you uh, I did not work from English. home. That's why you, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, that people that work from home, you know, uh-huh. they work harder because you kind of found a way to get. But you but you, you, but you, you start the internship, you in school. Mm-hmm. Now, now, but now, to this be is clear, you, they didn't, you know, because of COVID and because of office space, um, a lot of the clients preferred to have virtual sessions uh-huh. and so um i had a full <laughs> i was given a lot of clients and so um already sent them out of clients so many of my clients um wanted to um have virtual sessions so my days were quite full even on the days that i wasn't completely driving to the internship um but because of spacing and things like that um they did kind of um, make some exceptions in order to kind of like make sure everybody was safe. And mm-hmm. um, it wound up working out for me too as well, just because the internship was so far um, and driving there was making my fi- my sciatica flare up. Um, so it was causing me to be in a lot more pain um, on those days that I had to go there. Mm-hmm. So what about, uh, you got anything else for May that, that happened for you in May that was significant? No, no, I think um, that was probably it for May. What about June? Anything in June? That's when I started working. I actually started the job in June. I think I already talked about me in June, though. What about you in June? Mm. Um, I I think in June we might have found a daycare provider for St. <laughs> yeah, in June we also decided to have the um, the housewoman. We, we actually yeah. said we're going to go ahead and get it over with. It was a lot of reasons why we, you know, didn't think we would, but we said we was going to go ahead and get it over with, you know, between dealing with people to cut the grass. And I think we had just got a hot water. Like, as soon as we moved in, it, the water uh, was yeah, cold, so we got the hot water went. tank, you know, <laughs> changed out. Um, so we like, man, look, it don't matter. I wanted my I wanted my um, projector and stuff, you know, but we like, mm-hmm. none of this matter. We going to go ahead and we going to do the house warmer. It was a lot different than I wanted. I had this these grand ideas. I wanted to do like a family talent show, hook up a sound system with a stage and all this stuff. But it was like, man, let's just get some family over here and let's have a housewoman, right? So let's select some family and friends. So we had our housewoman. Um, the 5th of July, 
right? And the third of July, we found a, a water leak in the in the guest room, right? So we found a water leak in the guest room. So we we had to deal with that throughout man, for like till like September, I think. That went on from like July to September. But anything else for for July? Um, no, no. I mean, the housewarming was cool. Um, I would say that um, I think just in between that time period finding out that we needed to replace things mm-hmm. we had um, you know our big treat like just uh, you know it just seemed like there were a lot of things that were coming up and big big ticket yeah. item type things that um we have to like get get right to figuring out you know replacing and cost wise um yeah. in those months so i think that you know it was definitely uh, one of those months yeah. so that we were spending a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I don't talk to other people outside of, you know, you in, the, in these kind of conversations, but I do, if anybody is listening and they don't have a house, uh, whenever you do, just make sure you work with people that's legit. You know, you mm-hmm. might want to, you might think that, you know, you helping out, you know, each one, teach one, reach one, all that stuff, but if somebody not legit, I remember you told me like, you know, I had the the dude, the old dude, you know, doing a lawn and stuff. But the thing you told me that rang so hard in my head when you was like, man, you don't even know where this dude live, you know? And I'm like, yo, she's like, you're right. Like, I don't even know where this man lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, so I like try to find his address and stuff like that. Like just going crazy. But, um, and also when you have a home, like, the thing is, you become responsible. If somebody falls on your property, or if something happens, like they can, you know, that's going to your insurance company. Um, and then you just consistency. We wind up, you know, finding a different company um, because our yard and our space is so large um, that you know could be on a schedule where you don't have to chase people down. Yeah, he start coming around when he wanted. You know, yeah, like I said, like, but you, you know, you when you was like, you don't know where he lived. Like that's what like kind of hit me hard. Like I don't know where this dude lives at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was what, you know, June and um, well, that was July. We talked about July. Um, housewoman was nice though. We had a cool theme. Um, yeah. For our housewoman party, um, it was COVID friendly, of course, um, or COVID safe, um, mm-hmm. because we really didn't have anything super big or. Um, yeah, housewoman was cool. Family, friends. You know. um, that was why we came back here, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of why we wanted to come back because San Diego was like heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. But we can't, we wanted to come back because we'd be closer to our family and our friends and stuff like that. So the housewoman was definitely really, really cool. Um, I was concerned because we had the guest room leak like right before the housewoman or whatever. But no, we had it at the same time. Yeah, the guest room leak was on the third and the housewoman was on the fifth. So it was like right before it. Like we discovered it like right before the like, house. Warming. Yeah, you know what? It might have even been. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was two days before that we discovered it. You're mm-hmm. right, um, or a couple a day or so before. Yeah. Um, and that just ca- kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So what about? <laughs> In a completely, you know, the home that we purchased, um, it was an investment property. So you're talking about a house that's completely, um, we re- like completely done. Yeah. Um, everything is brand spanking new. Everything but the pipes. <laughs> yeah, um, those they never change. Pipes old, man. You know. But what about what about um August? Um, August. What happened in August? Um, I think 
somewhere, you know, I think I was still back and forth with my uh, medical providers. And I think around that time period, um, we got a chance to meet up with um, the head of the surgical team. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we had our appointment, which was cool. It, it took so long. So um, from the first time that I got here to trying to schedule with her, um, she's kind of like the best of the best. And so she was very super booked. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that was just the consultation, um, just to go over my images and to figure out like, you know, the, the surgical plan. And so, and when I could actually have the surgery, like when she would be available to do it. Um, and so I think that was kind of happening in August because the surgery date wasn't even scheduled until December. Like that, there was no availability until then. Yeah. I think August was our first trip back to Philly. Um, my stepmom passed away. So August, end of August, uh, we lost um, my stepmom. So that was our first trip. I think was it that was that our first trip back to Philly? Since being here, I think so. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was our first that trip back to Philly. Trip was back. for the funeral. Um, you know, really, real rough, real tough um, stuff. And we filmed it. So I appreciate you helping me film it. So I appreciate you. It's, it's gonna get edited, and uh, we are gonna get it out to everybody that attended. But um, so and may she rest in peace because she taught me so much about life and love and treatment of people and all types of stuff. So she was so sweet. Um, such a like beautiful, positive all the time, just um warm person. Yeah. Um, and all the time, you know. Yeah, Miss Stephanie. That's what I call her, Miss Stephanie. Uh, my, you know, my nephews and stuff call her me, mom, um, and just everybody called her sunshine i also call her my sunshine and you know so i call her mom sunshine. she's another one of my moms so love her to death so uh mm -hmm. again she's somewhere hopefully she you know she proud of us and she 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 rooting for us she always did so um and she root for you no matter what you know ups mm -hmm. downs you know uh, blemishes you know um so the and that's that's the greatest of people that could do that so that was august for you know for me um September. That was for me. That was Peace Expo. Me and Wes, mm -hmm. fine, super fine. Vegas, you know, worrying about the company, um, stuff like that. What about you? How was September? Oh, you forgot. You made senior chief. Yeah, yeah, I made senior chief. Yeah, that's like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> like yeah, that was a big deal. How we glaze over that? So senior chief can't. You know, results came out and I'm a made senior chief. Mm -hmm. Um, and so um, pennant ceremony. Yeah, my mom um, came. My mom, mom Dukes came um, for the weekend, and we had a plan. We planned a dinner, um, so we took uh, took you out the day of the pennant ceremony. Um, me, Mom Dukes, and um, we went to dinner, which was nice. Um, and then I planned a surprise uh, friends and family type dinner on the weekend, um, and so that was really cool. Yeah. To kind of celebrate and commemorate that time period, um, but that that definitely was a good a good point a good period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was you said that was August. That was September. That was September. Uh -huh. That was September. Was that it for you for September? Anything else? That was it. Yeah, that was it. All right. Well, what about um, October? October, I think probably the uh, one of the biggest things. Um, and it's probably end of September into um, into October uh, was my one of my best friends, um, Erica. Um, she's 
pregnant. Um, and one of my other good best friends, Kersha, she's also pregnant. So I have two girlfriends who, um, just having to be pregnant, all of us would have been pregnant at the same time. Um, and so, um, and both of them were, had the same thing. They both had really bad, um, uh, morning sickness, um, more than morning sickness, um, all day sickness for both of them. Um, and so Erica is in Philly, but Kersha lives in Canada. And so, um, just communicating back and forth with her. And then we travel back to Philly for her baby shower. Um, to shower her and baby Eve. Um, that was in October? Yeah. Okay. Because she had the baby in October. So October is um, my nephew's uh, birthday. Um, and then Erica's um, daughter was born like two days after. And when was the wedding? Uh, so Erica's daughter was born what? So Erica's daughter is born a day or two after my nephew's birthday oh. so she um the baby was born in october and kersha's son also was born in october i think they're like a day apart as well so they all born in the same week so okay. i'm gonna have a lot <laughs> a lot of birthdays to celebrate um mm-hmm. that's if you're gonna buy gifts okay. buying gifts for yeah, for, the, for the babies mm-hmm. um and so you could get them pajamas, like. like <laughs> they not gonna get pajamas. Get them PJs, man. You know, like, I, I mean, it's obvious. That's that, a good gift. You know, people need them, right? People, people do need, need PJs, PJs. and right? kids. You know, they wear their little yeah, PJs, their little footies. Um, so, and so, um, what I was gonna ask you was, when was the wedding? When did the wedding happen? Was that October? The wedding was, was October as well. Right, the wedding. So was we October. went back to Philly. Again. So yeah, we went back to Philly again. Cause remember, um, it was like a couple weeks apart. So it was like, yeah, we're gonna be in Philly this week, and then by the following week, mm-hmm. we had to go back. Yeah. So so the wedding happened. Um, so yeah. So my cousin um got married. Um, had lit wedding. Um, really uh. Classy wedding. Oh, the food was good. Um, DJ was popping. Uh-huh. Um, but it was good to see family. Um, and that was kind of like those, those two things in October probably were like the happier moments, lighter moments of us going back to Philly. Um, because previous to that, um, anytime we actually went back home, it was for um, a loss. Yeah, somebody passed. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a happy moment. Yeah, yeah. my uncle. Like somebody passed, you know, we going home because somebody passed. And like, it's like this business, like we got to bury somebody we love, you mm-hmm. know? So a lot of people passed too um, while we were in Cali. Um, so October, so that was October. Um, we probably missing some stuff, but, uh, you know, January was a lot of action. So, so what about November? What happens in November? Uh, November is always a special time for us um, just because... That's like the time that we met. We met in November, the day mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. Um, and so probably, hopefully, um, maybe next year we'll be able to do like our own take on Friendsgiving mm-hmm. or family giving or something. Um, but this year, um, around that time, instead of doing thanks, instead of having a celebration on Thanksgiving, um, first time in our home, we decided to do like a family dinner um mm-hmm. the day after thanksgiving um and so it was supposed to be potluck style which for the most part it was um but when you host family and really i guess you really can't say host because it's like all of our thing i'm um, just hosted at our house um it definitely still was like a lot like a you know like you would do for a big thanksgiving dinner um, yeah but it turned out really well um we had some my brother made a fried turkey, and my sister-in-law made mac and cheese, and my other sister-in-law made collard greens. My mother-in-law 
Um, she made some candy yams and some string beans and yeah, the um, food was lit. The food, food was good. The food was good and uh, you know, just like what I appreciate. I remember before we had it because we had this big time conversation about um, like just intermingling families, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all need to be mentally prepared, you know, to mix this person with this person. Like my relationship with this person is sacred, and it's it's kind of selfish um, because you know my family made me who I am. And then I love your family. You know what I mean? So it's like, it can't go that bad. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, I'm always kind of, you know, just thinking too much, um, you know, between just intermingling. But that's the beauty in doing those things. You get to intermingle with your families and see how everybody respond and react to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's some fun stuff that happens. We had some fun conversations. We got a lot lot of fun stuff. Um, It was crazy. You know, but I, I want it like because what I do remember about the car is because you brought up about that we you wanted to start going to therapy counseling, oh and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So I, was that I don't know if did we start in October? We started in October actually. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We actually started um, therapy, and um, I'm a really big advocate for mental health, mental wellness. Um, therapy is great. Um, gives you a chance to kind of explore how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, talk about your emotions um, in a non-judgmental space, um, and go get through some things. So why would you want to go to therapy? I, I, I'm still kind of <laughs> on a fence, like about like your, your reasoning. So I think what therapy is good when things are good, when and, and when what things are bad. Reason? So my reason for therapy is um, I wanted to kind of get into um, or get go through how I felt um, about having a miscarriage, um, you know, and all of the, the, the bottled emotions that I had because I felt like now I was at like a point in time where um, I was actually processing it and people go through grief differently. So um, Cooper Ross has his book, Five Stages of Grief. Um, and so it talks about, you know. Who, who is it that got the book? I think her name is, uh, it might be Ann Kubler-Ross. Okay. Um, I could be wrong on the end part, but I know it's Kubler-Ross. But oh, um, so you can fact check that for me so that I can make sure that's correct. Um, mm-hmm. But she talks about these different stages of grief. Um, and it's true. Um, some people go through different phases where they're in denial, they're angry. Um, you know, different things happen for different people. And I think for me, um, I was going through um, just mixed emotions. Um, May, Mother's Day happened, um, and I was... Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Cooper Ross, Ross and oh David Kessler. Let's not forget the dude. That's <laughs> David Kessler. David Kessler. Um, great book. Um, and so, you know, when you think about like you know grief and how you feel when things happen, um, it you know, and not just grief, just transition. I mean, it was a big transition. Um, Let's talk about Mother's Day. Moving to Cali, but oh, let me go back. So Mother's Day was rough um, because it was one of those weird periods because I was pregnant and I had told people because um, I was so excited. We both were, and so um, I think some of my family and friends, um, some people were like Happy Mother's Day. Some people kind of like you know checked in like Hey, how you feeling? It was a weird. Thing for me, so and is, I it, guess, is it them saying Mother's Day because you were pregnant and had a miscarriage? Is people I that think, I, you know, I guess that's like yeah. a weird. Um, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Like, it's people that still consider. So that part I didn't a know. Lady, a mother, if she had a miscarriage. Yeah, I mean, you, you mothered. Uh, yeah, you still had a child. So I some mean, people were calling you. They wasn't 
It was calling texting. you because they thought you were still pregnant. No, no, they knew that I wasn't. Um, okay, so that, it was texting saying yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, and so that was. Um, I ain't get nothing for Father's Day. Not one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> nothing for Father's Day. Where's yeah. the people at that was calling you? Like, but it was like a weird thing. And so people were like, you know, like my closest friends, like, you know, how are you feeling checking in? It just so happened that that particular weekend, um, my father-in-love and, um, and his significant other um, was here. So we actually, and I think, um, I think you're not, I think, uh, and nephews were here as well. Mm. Um, I think so, actually, because I think that was the time that they, they, they were still in virtual school. Shout out to the young boys. So um, so they had kept me, you know, they was keeping me busy. Like every, there was so much going on. Like it was family here. We kind of went out. Matter of fact, they were here because we went out to um, yeah. Alexandria. We went to like this, um, this area called King Street where it's like a, off of the, it was like, um, I guess a river or something. Mm-hmm. over there but there's like a strip of like all these different kinds of stores food yeah. places all kind of places but so we went there we went a few other places mgm um at the, at the national harbor mm-hmm. um and kind of just spent time together um and so that made the time like where it wasn't a stillness time mm-hmm. um and i think it was at that moment that i realized um i was like okay like you know i think I, i'm ready to go through and deal with how I feel about the loss. Cause before I kind of was like, okay, I was so focused on all of the other moving parts of life that I really mm-hmm. didn't stop to really, um, outside of that crying, the initial crying, but like, um, I felt like I just wanted to, to talk a little bit more about it. Cause there were certain things, um, that bothered me about the process. Um, and yeah. I wanted to be able to talk through that. And I also knew that we were going to have another, I was going to have another, Another major um, surgery to get the fibroids removed. And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of be mentally prepared for that. Um, and I thought it was important to include you in that process as well. Yeah. Um, because I'm not always uh, the best communicator in terms of like, I can give you information, but I might not necessarily say how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, my career wise, um, always being the person on the other side, meaning being the support for someone else going through something. So for me, I think it didn't quite hit me like, yeah, th- this is your situation. Like it's not, it's not anybody else's. It's, it's this is yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know, I want to go to therapy because I want to, I want to be mentally healthy. Um, and I want to go through that, um, and see how I can kind of move past it, um, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I want to go back to, um, June real quick. Cause sincere came my nephew, Yay. he graduated second in class. So we celebrated him. We celebrated my other nephew when he graduated, come here, he, he came through, we celebrated him. So sincere came is only right. You know, we celebrated sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, so uh, you know, so that was back in June. I almost forgot about that, so I ain't wanna. And he had a whole week full of uh, love and uh, lots of going out and celebrations. Yeah, that was a highlight for us. That yeah. DC, we did a lot. We, we did, did a lot. lot with him. Yeah, that um, was a highlight. And I think the highlight might have been for him. Um, we took him to Chima. I'm um, not Chima. Sorry. Um, Fogo de Chao. Fogo, yeah, Fogo de Chao. Um, yeah. And so, 
Young boy was eating. He yo, had a ball in yeah, terms of like breakfast. <laughs> he was making breakfast like every day. Like I was like that. Yeah, I wish was I was my nephew. Living you know the life. Like, waking up, making <laughs> breakfast. Living I wasn't the life. Getting that. But you know, when he came, I thought about it. I thought about like when I was a kid, and you know, when you would go to your aunts and your uncles' houses, and they would kind of just take care of you. You know, you you there, and they, you know, they they make sure like everything is at your fingertips they cooking for you like you know i've had some of the fondest memories going to visit my aunts um going to visit family especially my grandma I'm like you know and just um how they would take care take care of me my siblings like just kind of like you didn't have to ask for anything it was kind of like there yeah um and maybe they had some control issues too but who knows um <laughs> my family is jamaican so a lot of a lot of things are like you know people kind of serve you Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm kind of so used to that. And so it's kind of only natural that I do the same thing. So if you come into my house, of course, you're going to be served. I'm not going to um, be expecting or even anticipating that you're going to be doing well, anything. If they come to your house, first off, <laughs> they're going to be greeted by me because you're still going to be in a room getting ready. I'm well, going to awkwardly <laughs> entertaining the guests for like an hour till you come out. It's not an hour. Um, I mean, sometimes it just seems like it's when the time gets by. Yeah. I mean, the time kind of gets away from us, especially when you're having, you know, people come over. Time gets away from you. Other women, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> women. But, 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 Kamir, like, you just made me think about one time, Kamir, he came to my dad's house, and I was like the qualified adult, I guess. I was like early, like mid 20s or something. This Kamir was young. And this dude, like, you know, he was living, he was used to staying with my mom and his mom, and they making them eggs and bacon and everything every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, I pulled, I pulled up, like, cereal at my dad's crib. Like, I got a bowl of cereal. This boy looking at me like, Where's the breakfast? Like, yo, like, yo, you about to get down on the cereal, too? You know, he's like, I'm not eating that. You know what I mean? Like, and he ain't saying it like that, but he pretty much let it be known. He's like, yo, you know, my mom and, you know, grandma, they make, breakfast you know you know uh-huh. for me and i'm like boy that shit probably your grandma young boy. <laughs> like i'm getting down on the cereal because i was still gonna eat whatever my dad could you know so my dad wakes up he, cook, <laughs> he made some great food or whatever like that all right so that was uh november we just talked about right mm-hmm. that was november uh we just talked about so what about december this december month. oh so december is kind of like it's finally here you know, after we kind of um, finished off our, our family dinner, that mm-hmm. was like kind of like the highlight. Then we got December and it is everybody's birthday. So mm-hmm. it is your dad's birthday, yeah. your birthday. Um, and then we have my mom's birthday and then my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. We got all these stages. Yeah. And, and um, Saint got neutered in November, right? Oh gosh, how did I forget? Yeah, Saint got neutered November tenth. Okay, so Saint got neutered November, so, so he still like it took so long for him to take the cone off. Of course, so mm-hmm. he still had the cone. Still on. running around here with this right. cone on, jumping all over the place. The neutering, yeah. I don't, you know, neutering. You know, well, we well, had to get well, a neutering. Well, get in the neutering, babe. But um, yeah. I just want to say that you know, people, it's it's a presumed that you know when it all gets neutered, certain behaviors and things will stop. But that's not always the case, and that's that's my soapbox, and I'm off it. Okay, all right, all right. so <laughs> off it. so December, um, December was the birthday. You birthdays, already talked about all the birthdays, them, right? You talked about the birthdays. And I think specifically for yours, um, because I already knew that we were gonna, I was gonna have um, 
a, a major surgery. Um, and the biggest thing in December, I think prior to all of that was um, just the culmination of my whole grad school experience. So December 4th uh, was my last day of class, um, last day of courses, last day of my clinical internships. Just I was completely done. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I finished school um, before my surgical procedure. But the biggest thing is I wanted to be able to celebrate your birthday um, without uh, any any major restrictions. And so plan this whole situation where we, you know, we can hang out with friends. Um, you figured that part out. The biggest surprise was like the Bruno Mars, um, concert. We had been like passing it, seeing it on billboards. And I was just like, and it was at the MGM. So I was like, yeah, looked at the tickets. They was kind of pricey. I'm like, I don't know. But then I wound up deciding like, yeah, this probably would be like a really good, um, really good thing to do for your birthday um and try to surprise you with that but <laughs> you figured it out too mm-hmm. um and then we went to this really bomb um steakhouse um voltagios um another um celebration thing for dinner um and that was a really good experience as well mm-hmm. so um i think all of those things in december um and then um, my surgery on the 11th, and then my mom's birthday on the 12th. Yeah, yeah. So full circle moment, right? Um, surgery, full circle moment. The I think the first hour of our podcast was about the fibroids <laughs> and the pregnancy, or the first hour of whatever this turns out to be. Um, but full circle moment. Now it's December, end of the year, and now yeah. you're getting the fibroids removed, right? Yeah. And, um, you know what, um, <laughs> I was actually starting to get nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like this time is coming. Like I'm ready for it. Um, but, um, three weeks prior, um, I was really sick. I wound up getting um, bronchitis, um, and they thought that I had concerns for pneumonia. So I was sick. Um, and of course we're in the house together. So Damo got sick as well. And so, so you got sick. And so I had, um, steroids and antibiotics and all these things to kind of cough medicine, all these things to kind of um, get it under control um, and, or to get it to leave. Um, and then the week, the week of the surgery, um, of course, you're not supposed to take any medicines. You know, you want to stop everything. Um, this cough comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm calling my provider because it's like it took from April to now December to even get the surgery. I'm like, I don't. Well, you you pushed it back. She wanted to give it to you the day she saw you. Well, she said she could have, um, yeah, she could have closed me in in Mm -hmm. October because she saw I'm in school. How bad? How everything was? Give it to me December the whatever day was before my birthday. I'm like, dang, baby, you trying to do this before my birthday? Well, that was the next available day because it was kind of like like, all the holidays, and I knew Saint had to get neutered, and that was going to be a hell of. A recovery process for him mm-hmm. and just considering my spouse considering you it's like that's a lot of uh things all at one time like I think you know closer to the end um and even for myself like it was a lot school papers like it's just I wanted to yeah, be you, able wanted, to you wanted to finish school you wanted to be clear, out of school clear state of health yes yeah, um so. because I felt like if I felt like if I had the surgery earlier um I probably would have been more stressed out and not been able to focus on just healing because I would be thinking about, okay, I wasted money. I got to, 
I got to repay for these courses. And then it's not just the courses, it's also the internship. So, you know, that was just going to be, and it's a lot of driving. So that just would have prolonged things. And I really just wanted to be done. I felt like, I felt like at the end of the day, like through everything that happened, I was able to still push through, get all my, get my work and stuff done, um, still get great grades, um, finish with a 3.9. So I'm really, really thankful. Congrats. Like, thank you. And so, so that was big for me. Um, but yeah, so, um, the week of the surgery, I started coughing, had to call my provider and, you know, I spoke with the anesthesiologist, um, and the team because they were concerned because, um, they wanted to make sure my airways was closed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to be coughing during a surgery, but that's something that they need to know. Yeah. Um, so, so you got to go, you get the surgery, right? Well, I got a chest x-ray and yes, they cleared me. Get to go. Mm-hmm. Get the surgery. We get there five thirty. Five, yeah. Five thirty in the morning. We, you know, get there um, for the surgery that's um, supposed to start at seven thirty. Yeah. Um, and that's only supposed to last three hours, max, possibly four, but three hours is that a lot of time frame. Um, surgery wound up lasting six hours um, because there were more fibroids, um, and they were hard. Uh, the surgeon said um, for her to remove them. Yeah. Like they were like, so she had to go through some, move, remove some other tissues and things like that in order to um, even remove them. Yeah. Um, and so there wound up being nine, uh, a total of nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you had a full, so we had a full circle, like everything you've been working for this year, like everything kind of fell into place in December, right? From you finishing college, Right, I think that was like end of November, early, real early December, matter of fact. Yeah, because I actually um, had all my hours. Like I was, but I was like busting it, like just trying, like busting all those um, hours out, making sure that I was doing extra hours because I wasn't sure, you know, if yeah. if something was to change or something was to happen, I wanted to be ready. So finishing college and then getting the fibroids removed, the surgery, yeah. which you are recovering for right now, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, I. I First of all, I thank you for even sitting down with me in the midst of your recovery um, because you can't, it's not much you could do. You can't really bend and it's, you know, not much uh, going on to be transparent. I've been teleworking and, you know, trying to be here for you. So moms came again. Moms helped out. She held it down. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tough act to follow for me. But we're getting it done, right? So Mm -hmm. full circle moment. I hate to you know, gloss over some stuff. Cause I know, I know you want to get into detail about <laughs> everything that happened, but, uh, the whole fibroid journey, but I think that'd be like a That's whole another time for that. hour and stuff like that. So I'll just say the surgical team was great. Like I was very nervous, um, about the process. Um, but my surgeon shout out to Dr. Mize. Awesome. Um, I find it and I counted a blessing. Like, when you have the chief of staff um, who says, like, she sees the complications and she didn't pass my case on to somebody else, she's going to do my surgery personally, um, that, says a, that says a great deal. Um, she knew the history. Like, she was very well versed with everything going on with me and my body um, and even down to preparing me for recovery and everything. So I definitely... Um, feel like the team was you know was great and the Mm. recovery was you know a lot better um for this being my second surgical procedure was much better so 
right, so that was our year, you know. Um, a lot, a lot happened, you know. Looked like fibroids and hmm. the miscarriage and the experience with the doctors and stuff like that, you know, kind of had to lead this year. Um, but uh, at the end of it all, you know, um, the fibroids have been removed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Bye. Peace to fibroids. You know, graduation uh, is happening next year, some stuff like that. So uh, yeah. a question I want to ask, ask you uh, real quick, uh, since we just talked about uh, coming out of next year, the fibroids being removed, what are you looking forward to next year? So next year, I am looking forward to, um, uh, first and foremost, um, healing, being completely healed, mm-hmm. um, being able to try to get back to some sense of normalcy, being able to drive, like, um, you know, just being able to move around uh, pain-free. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to graduation. It's mm-hmm. going to be in May. Um, and so... Um, it's not going to be a drive. Hopefully, it won't be. Um, at this present time, I don't know what, what's happening with COVID and all the new variants, but um, I'm hoping to be able to walk across that stage um, and get my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also are still family planning. So, um, according to my doctor, um, April might be a lucky month. One maybe the lucky month for us. Um, mm-hmm. So, if that is to happen, I'm looking forward to um, that as well. Yeah. Um, and possibly some travel if if we can. I don't know. But COVID again, COVID kind of just yeah. It's just in a way right Re- now. Rears its ugly. It's just uh, it's back. So yeah. So yeah. I mean that'd be significant um, if we did in April because it'd be like a year from when we moved here. It'd be like our year anniversary, something like that. Yeah. And also it was like April is a is a, a special month also because that was the the month that um, we got engaged. Mm-hmm. So we got engaged um, April 9th. So, um, April does have some, some significance. So this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to losing weight yet again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Me and my (laughs) my weight loss, weight gain journey. So I'm looking forward to losing weight again. I'm looking forward to our child. I'm looking forward to getting pregnant, you know, uh, having a kid, stuff like that. Well, you, I'm looking forward to you getting pregnant, having a kid. Um, I'm looking forward to VR. No, no, that ain't on here, but, uh, (laughs) plank owner. I'm looking forward to whatever we got going on with Plank on a Pizza this year. Um, hopefully a ribbon cutting ceremony um, for a location. I'm looking forward to podcasts, uh, our podcast, uh, Damon and my podcast. Shout out to Damon who really held me down all year. But Damon and my podcast has been growing like exponentially. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, permission to speak freely. I'm looking forward to um, the fan room this other discussion thing that I just started that I, for some reason, I think this will probably land on that. I'm looking forward to more guys nights, man. I'm actually looking forward. When we, when we threw Pete at surprise party and we got, we was able to have fun. Y'all set me up for failure. Cause y'all made me come back late, but it was all in the plans. I mean, for me to get set up for failure and then no, no, you wasn't set up for failure. Just talk about me. people at the party. Just, you people know, the they were like, they were a little bit confused. Um, there's like, oh, you the guy that came late and you saying you got something to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm never late. So that like really bothered me. Right. But um, yeah, more guys nights. We have fun. We need to do it more. We got yeah. a little me, me, P and CJ got a little surprise up our sleeves for for y'all. But um, 
I don't want to keep saying it and we don't do it because it's not like in stone yet. I also want to find a church home. I want to, you know, I want to go yeah, ahead. We and definitely need that. <laughs> find like a little spot, like with some young people, you know, some stuff like that, some kids. So let me ask you a question. I want to see what you say. What oh, there's one more thing, but you can ask what the is question. It? Um, the other thing that I would say is like um, something that did come out of all of this and with COVID um, is that I got a chance to tap into some of my crafting skills um, and some of those other things that I really enjoy. Um, and so um, I started um, balloon styling um, as well as um, making specialized um, luxe treats. Um, and so that is to come um, in 2022, um, the launching of um my business um so i'm looking forward to com creating digital content um and that kind of taking off um as something that's my baby project mm -hmm. all right here's my question right uh what you think was our worst habit as a as a couple what you think was our worst habit of the year mm. Oh, our worst habit. I guess I would say is um probably when we got here, just door dashing and ordering out probably more than we probably did before. Yeah, um, that's what I got on here. It's uh, Uber Eats. That. Uh, that right there <laughs> uber east doordash postmates everyone like all, all of, of the services jumps. yeah you know buying china so uber <laughs> eats postmates doordash they, that that's what i got as my worst habit as well so we share that so that's something that we definitely need to get better with uh next year mm -hmm. all right so we almost at the end of the road here um but before we do that i want us to talk movies tv shows and music so mm. movies so um i don't have a movie i have a, a um a series you don't have any movie i ha um, i don't know let me look real quick like top movies top movies what's your top movie i, I, I wrote 10 because we talked you know we did some prep all right so now for anybody listening we did prep right so you're supposed to come up with our top 10. Well, I thought you right? said uh, movies but I, and I saw her, shows. I saw you on, and then I, I didn't broke the fourth wall, right? But I saw you all day doing mm -hmm. your routine, looking at the news, looking at your <laughs> social media, where I'm like, yo, like, are you prepping for this? You know, and to be transparent, I finished the podcast. I and really I set don't this know one if up, we was able to really now I'm see here. any movies like that. You, you probably can't believe, you probably won't even be able to believe how much prep I did, like, for this part. Mm -hmm. All right, so movies, right? So my first point is that the post-pandemic movies didn't really hit right. The mm -hmm. joints that they pushed back, like, yo, it's this not coming out because it's the pandemic. We're going to wait. We're going to bring this out on HBO Max. We're going to do this, that, that. Mm -hmm. They ain't hit the way that I felt like they were supposed to. So uh -huh. Top Gun Two need to hit needs to hit right, but they didn't hit right to me. But the theaters was closed for most of the year. Yeah, but some movies were going straight and to they, streaming. Like, yeah, like, they got like Coming to America Two. That was good. Okay. But I mean, some people didn't think it was all that great in comparison to the other, the yeah, original. Yeah, it was. So it was um, all right, but, but it, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't lit like that. But um, yeah. So I, I'll give you my ten. Spider-Man No Way Home is number one, right? I didn't see Spider-Man yet, but I heard it was good. Yeah, 
It was good. I heard it was good. Um, Swan Song is on here. So this not in any order. These just but 10. Swan Song. Oh, it's a movie. It's not a yeah, series. these just 10 movies that I got listed in, mm-hmm. in no order at all. Oh, what you trying to do your work now? You trying to do the work now? I'm just looking to see if there was any that I <laughs> so, particularly uh, liked. On your list that you already did the work for? Or are you but on my list, on my list that I did the work for is yeah, mostly um, series. All right. So, all right, so, so we're going to get in through your, gonna get yeah, in Go series through your next. list. Go through your movies. Go ahead. <laughs> the movie lets you supposed to have it too though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so swan song mm-hmm. uh is was good right would you swan did you like song it was good yeah yeah, so my, yeah swan song was good yeah. and a lot of these we watched together some of these we didn't uh king richard is king on here. richard was good right very yeah. good yeah king richard is um, on there highly um, recommended spider-man no way home just for the fact that it was i'm gonna start like in the beginning just again for a little bit uh marvel movie comic book nerds dream you know what i mean they did a lot with that swan song to me was like a long episode of black mirror the best possible Hmm. way you know what i mean king richard was a turn to me for uh will smith Mm -hmm. he did good it was like will smith overload though right like like you got jada and will and all the news that they got i like will smith as the actor so i think i think he did good i wonder if he's going to be nominated for an oscar or anything but but i think there's out Denzel gonna kill it with this movie. He got the tragedy. Oh, I do death. have one movie. Boom. But um, the Will Smith um, when I say Will Smith Overload, cause he got the book, he got mm-hmm. the TV show, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Harder They Fall is on my list as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best movies. But again, I said already that the post pandemic movies didn't really hit right, and it's a lot of movies I didn't see yet. Uh, Zola was a big one. So oh no no. So the Harder They Fall. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm glad they bought that out. That was really good. Like, super impressive. Mm-hmm. Way better than the other one. Zola. The movie Zola that we watched. Uh, that was Based off decent. the Twitter story. I liked it. It was uh, new. It was something new, something fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cherry. Cherry uh, with Tom Holland. Cherry uh, was good. Yeah, Cherry was good. Yeah, I don't know if you finished good. it, though. And I think you like you stopped it at like where it was about to get crazy. So anything else Marvel did except the Eternals? Because I ain't watched the Eternals yet. But anything else, All the like Shang Chi, Shang-Chi uh, was great. Black Widow, Black anything Widow. else Marvel did. I just didn't watch the Eternals. Was good. Um, um, we, I I also like Judas and the Black Messiah. So we watched a movie called In the Heights. Right, it was a musical Spanish. It's a musical drink. that was great. It was good. I liked it. Um, that's somehow made my list. Judas and the Black Messiah capped off my list of, of ten movies, and I got an honorable mention. It's uh, Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like mm-hmm. it just came huh? out. Uh, like just recently, it just came out. So, what's yours? What's your one? Um, so I think a lot of the ones that you said was pretty decent for pretty good for me. Um, but I will say I really didn't. I thought it was either movies or series, so I really didn't make a list of movies. Yeah. So what's your so one? So I'ma just. I already said it. Judas and Black Messiah. Oh, Judas and the Black yeah, Messiah. Yeah. All the other ones you said, I agree with you. Like. I, they would have been my picks as well. Um, but I think if we move on to series, I would say I, there was a lot of series that I liked. So how many did you list? Lovecraft County. Uh-huh. Or country. Whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was good. Um, I was really happy when you finally, finally started watching Money Heist. Uh-huh. Money Heist was great. Um, and he was caught up to the point where, like, you could have watched the newer season and just topped off or concluded the year yeah lovecraft it, it ain't make my list lovecraft made mines um money heist um jenny and georgia uh made my list <laughs> okay i, I like the little the series yeah um 
Handmaid's Tales made my list. Uh-huh. Um, uh, True Story made my list. Oh man, yeah, with Kevin Hart, yeah, that yeah. was good. Like a mini series, that was good. That was real good. Yeah, True Story made my list. Squid Games made my list. Mm-hmm. Top Boy made my list. Top Boy. Mm-hmm. I think Top Boy was like 2020, but you watched it in 2021. Oh, I might Top have been. Boy, yeah, Top Boy. I wish we did this in 2020 because Top Boy would have definitely been like somewhere at the tippy top. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. You got ten or? I don't know if I. Hold on, I don't know if I have um, ten per se. Hold on. True story. I forgot about true story. True story was great. Um, there were some other ones like I don't know if you particularly watched them, but the hundred, mm-hmm. um, Netflix series, really good. And that's not from this year though, right? Like, no um, new seasons this year, right? That was just it's just a show you watched this year. Three percent. Right? But no, the hundred. I think, um, I think it did have. Okay, because I know it just got remade, like on most CW. recently, and oh, maybe that's probably how. Oh, yeah, maybe that's probably why. It probably wasn't a twenty twenty one um, mm-hmm. situation. Um, yeah, I mean, but still, it's still one of your favorites. Anything else you got on there? Um, what was the other? So it was Squid Game, but then there's another one. That's similar to Alice in Borderland. Yeah, but, Alice in Borderland. Yeah, that's 2020. So I ain't listed. Oh, I only didn't enlist it because it was 2020. Mm. So yeah, so that one would be yeah. I think that's that's all, all right, on my so list. So I'm I'm gonna run through mine again. I got them numbered one through ten, but it's not my top ten. It's just number one through ten. So Kim's Convenience is the first thing I thought of. Uh, I watched all seasons. This Kim's Convenience is good. Yeah, Kim's Convenience I, is dope. Mm-hmm. So I watched all seasons uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Money Heist is the second thing I thought of. I don't know why Money Heist wasn't first, but go ahead. The first thing I thought of? Go off. Mm-hmm. You said you wonder why Money Heist wasn't the first thing I thought of? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot one. Sorry. Insecure. Okay, Insecure. Yeah. So Money Heist wasn't the first thing I thought of because it just wasn't the first thing I thought of. <laughs> like, Kim's Convenience is always the first thing. I, I love that show. Like. You, you got to remember, like, we talked about all year, last year, we talked about, like, mm-hmm. being in depressive states. We talked about losing a baby. Kim's Convenience is a comedy, and it made me laugh, mm-hmm. like, all the time, you know? So, shout mm-hmm. out to Omari for that, like, letting me know about Kim's Convenience. It was hilarious, you know what I mean? So, um, it definitely was tops for me. It wasn't depressing. It wasn't, no. it was just super funny. Um, Money Heist, um, the third thing I'm thinking of is my candidate for best show of the year for me mm-hmm. is Mayor of Easttown. So I think oh, Mayor, Mayor of Easttown was good. Oh, how did I forget? Yeah, I think Mayor of Easttown was the best show of the year. So uh, Mayor of Easttown is in the running with, um, what is the other show? The Judge, Your Honor. Your Honor is last, last year, though. Oh, Your was Honor's it? Last year. Like, I think it started last year. Oh, well. Definitely, definitely one of the best shows of the year. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown is on my list uh, for the best uh, 10 shows I, I watched this year. We still yeah. watching it. Uh, Scenes from a Marriage is on my list. Um, it was real good. Great. Um, Great. And acting, I think for married folks. Top even if notch. What did you say? I said even if you're not married, um, uh, that's a good yeah. um, show just to kind of watch with your significant other yeah. or just watch in general it's, it's like top-notch acting on that yeah man. the acting is great it really delves into relationships marriages um and just like everyday things things that like most people go through but just like how how differently people can deal with life stressors yeah um cease i guess saint todd of us huh 
saying it's done. Uh, he like C too much season movie. two. C, all that. That's on my list. Um, so C season two is on my list, and it ended with a crazy cliffhanger, man. Like something that I didn't want to happen. So uh, I, I slept on C too. So that was another one from Damon that Damon like suggested. I slept on it. I watched it. I didn't think it was that tough, and then I wound up watching it again. It's funny because we watched Tribes of Europa this year too. That came out this year. That was pretty decent. Um, that was actually pretty good. It didn't make mm-hmm. my list, but I just thought about it. Um, Will of Time made my list as one of the best uh, shows I saw this year. I like Will of Time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What, what you looking up, man? That's a good one. Um, I was just looking up. I'm just like kind of just. I was just really kind of scrolling, uh-huh. um, just to see. If it was something that I missed that I would have wanted to put on my list. That's called prep. That's called that's called prep for the episode. Mm. Did you, know you did saying? you put Sex Love uh, and Goop on your list? Not yet, because we ain't finished it. Yeah, um, but it's still good. WandaVision, WandaVision is another good. candidate for best shows I've saw. Just everything about WandaVision to me was perfect. It was technically mm. one of the best shows I saw this year. It was mm. story, one of the best shows I saw this year. WandaVision and Mayor of East Town. And scenes okay. from a marriage to me are competing for the best shows I saw this year. Uh, BMF is on my list. It's one of the best shows I saw this year. BMF Raising is Canaan. actually on my list. You can't. Um, Swagger is mm-hmm. on my list. On my top 10 list of the best shows I saw this year. Swagger was current. It was about this year pretty much. So um, it was the only show that was really current. Like they try to dabble in that into in your honor, but nah. Then it's about the neighborhood we live in. It's about the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. Swagger was just every. It's about basketball. It was just mm-hmm. everything that you know I want out of a show. Uh, the acting was good. The storyline was good. It talked about uh, sexual assault. It talked mm-hmm. about a whole bunch of different it's topics. Different the Black Lives Matter stuff that was uh, happening. Uh, COVID it touched, mm-hmm. and it didn't just touch them. It like the show revolved the around, around it. Mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, my honorable mentions is Dope Sick. That's one of the best shows that I think we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Upshaws with Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes. I like that show a lot. Like I think that I think that's it was a good show. It's funny. Yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, it's yeah. A Pretty good Smart show. to me is good too on Netflix. Pretty Smart with the sister who moved in with her sister and the roommates and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's smart. a good show. And these are my honorable mentions. Squid Game is on there for honorable mention for me. It's only right to put Squid Game on there to me for honorable mention. Mm-hmm. It's definitely to me it don't beat none of the ten shows I listed as mm-hmm. as best show. I saw, but it's definitely on there just because of what it did culturally, like mm-hmm. what it okay. did. Like, I mean, it, it moved the whole culture. Yeah, yeah, it went crazy. So like, it's, that, uh, it's like a viral yeah. series at this point. And then my last show that I got on here is Raising Canaan. Yeah, Raising Canaan Raisin definitely. Canaan, one of the best um, uh, shows. Show. Honorable mention, I couldn't put it over much, but it's, it's there. All right, what about music? Oh, wait, I got one more show that I want to add. Yeah, that's what happened when you don't do your prep. Lupin. Yeah, that's what happened when you don't do your prep. Lupin was good, and I feel like it should definitely. A whole bunch of shows to add. I just had one more. Got to scroll. I had one more. Um, I did did prep for that part. Yeah, Lupin Um, would be honorable mention, too. I feel like, you know, the acting was good. The um, concept around the show, like the writing was good. Mm -hmm. The suspense. Um, All of that was good. Lupin. Yeah. <laughs> music. This is music. another. Music. Yeah. So we talked. We said movies, shows, music. So, I'm gonna assume you ain't prepped for music either. I mean, I really didn't prep so so much, <laughs> but but I mean, you know, there are some. So Snow Allegra dropped the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really like her music. Yeah. Um, a lot. Um, her definitely like her music. Mm-hmm. Um. My girl, Jasmine Sullivan, mm-hmm. Hotels. Oh, man. 
like on repeat like yeah, for some reason what yeah, damn yeah jasmine should definitely be on my list on, on, on repeat yeah um yeah. jasmine did she not on my list but she should be I, I don't know what's what happened there but yeah jasmine should be on my list um I think uh, right, that might so I'm gonna start naming Tiana mine. was Tiana's project this year I don't know but it shouldn't be on no list for nothing what I'm a Tiana fan so um she she definitely she she um she made she made the list mm-hmm. um for me um Wizkid um that made in Lagos yeah that was last year though oh and was Tiana it? was last year oh Tiana was like Wizkid oh I'm, and Tiana I'm, were both I'm, last year Okay, so I'm I'm just mixing yeah, it just up. Just late, you late to the, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well I'm late to the party then. Yeah, I mean, I like I. So for me, um, I love all music, um, but I guess for me, like whatever whatever vibes I feel, you know, that moves me at the time is like kind of what I'm going to be listening to, or however I, you know, whatever is like kind of new to. If it's catchy, I might. Yeah. So Nas, Magic just came out well timmy also listed the project sorry i wasn't done <laughs> okay i mean you just started to go kind of dwindle and thought i did so. dwindle away but um i i wanted to put him in there but go ahead babe. okay i guess you scrolling seeing what's up so you just naming it yeah i forgot about him <laughs> i, I uh, did and so, I, I first off so if you're scrolling you i mean you're not listening to me i am listening to you but then I, f- I thought about it and i was like you know i need to add somebody else but i also need to add my gospel artist too so okay who um so tasha cobb uh, my girl what's the she, name of the album that you love um is it what's the name of the, i don't know the name of the album <laughs> okay so right. for me and that's with a lot of stuff like i might not know the album but they have songs you're listening you're listening but i yeah yeah uh-huh she had she dropped a live album but i would listen um in and um really like enjoy the songs but go ahead go off that was the only gospel artist you had? No, no, no. I had other gospel artists. So, um, but I don't want you to ask me every album because I don't know. Well, I, I don't. Well, know. we talking our favorite albums of the year. Um, who, 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 who the artists? Who, who the other artists? Um, so the other artists that I had on repeat, um, is uh, Todd Delaney. Uh huh. Um, he sings um a lot of like inspirational um songs. Mm-hmm. Marvin Sapp. Um, but I don't think uh, Marvin Sapp still dropping off. I don't know if that album was this year though, so I, I don't think it was, anyways. Uh, um, so, uh, and um, but yeah, I, I'll let you. Oh, uh, Mariah the Scientist, she would be on my right, right world. She one would of the be, best um, albums of the year. Yeah, she sure. would definitely be on there. Um, um, and I'm gonna just let you take it away, babe, because yeah. I, I have some other ones, but they're all um my gospel picks. Who are they? Uh, uh, are you just scrolling? If you just scroll, no, then no, let no. me take it away. But if you have them, if you already did the prep. So I was looking and I'm like, I don't know if all these albums were last year or if they're just like, you know, very popular songs um, that I just really love um, from these artists. Yeah. So are you mm. going to name them? Or? Yeah. So um, I already named Todd Delaney. Um um, the other one is uh, Travis Green. Um, he has a really um, dope song, um, You Made A Way. I think that was like probably like very inspirational for me, especially going through a lot of stuff that I went through. Um, I had his album on repeat for a bit. Um, Kiara Sheard, that's Karen Clark Sheard's daughter. Um, mm. She... Fun fact. 
Yeah, that's a pretty um, good fact. She has an amazing, um, amazing voice. Um, and so she um, made this other song, this song that really resonated for me. Um, it's called Something Has to Break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was um, uh, when I was having the first surgery, um, that song actually you could get a chance to kind of like listen to things or music before they kind of put you down or they get you to anesthesia. So um, that's a really good song. Um, just kind of just very encouraging, uplifting um, kind of the messages that, you know, um, God is going to be with you, but, you know, something is going to happen and it's going to turn around for you. So. Okay. Let me run through my albums. I don't know how much time I got left on my cam. But uh, I'm going to run through my albums real quick. Nas Magic dropped at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, just came out Christmas Eve or something like that. One of the best albums of the year. Nas, like, destroyed it. Mm. Um, Nas dropped another album this year in the beginning of the year, King's Disease 2, mm. which was also good. Uh, an improvement on King's Disease 1. Are you still looking up gospel artists? Listening to you completely. I'm going to say, go ahead and belt them out. Um, Kanye West Donda. Donda was a mm-hmm. good album, gospel, gospel, I guess. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Real good album this year. Alicia Keys actually made my list, man. Alicia Keys mm-hmm. was in like that Will Smith zone for me, but um, she did some good stuff, so she made my list. Keys, it's a real good album. Her album was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah the Scientist, Rai Rai World, of course, one of the best albums of the year, man. I don't think a lot of people even know that or acknowledge it. Uh, Cleo mm-hmm. Soul, Mother, one of the best albums of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Most of these are based off of how many times I listen to, uh, you know, uh, Cleo So I might have listened to less than the rest of these albums, but in listening to that album, it, the music was way better than everything else I'd like almost heard this year. Cleo So probably got like one of the top three albums of the year, any genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, real good album, well constructed, album. put together, great. Uh, Mark Kami, Pray For Haiti. I love that album. Real hip hop, real hip hop stuff right there. Like my roots. Uh, J Cole, the off season that lived with me for for a minute. Cole dropped top of the year, did his thing. Um, Destin Conrad, Colorway. Destin Conrad. That's probably was outside of the Giveon that dropped in 2020. Destin was like my, like for male R and B. That was probably like me like listening to the most, like consume my life type stuff. Mm. My honorable mentions. Hot word of Giveon, but yeah, Giveon was crazy. <laughs> But the album was good. Yeah. My honorable mentions are Adele 30. Oh, I forgot about um, Adele. Yeah, Adele and her 30. New al- the, the album, is that the name of the album yeah, she just dropped? Yeah, it's called 30. Yeah. So good. Easy on me. Probably one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's a good album. Um, Jasmine. Um, you brought Jasmine up. About, you know, she wasn't even kind of her and Summer. Like, they wasn't even, like, in my head. Summer, Summer was okay. in my head. Summer yeah, album um, and then uh, Russ, Russ, Chomp 2. Like, man, like, you can't put that many people together and not make something real good, man. And then Russ just rapping as hard as he can and stuff like that was totally, like, left field for what we used to from Russ outside of Chomp 1. So it's good to see all of that stuff, man. So um, it was, for me, all in all, it was a rough year. Um, it started out rough. Um we got a house again i'm a senior chief uh things happen uh it got a little better we had some highs and some lows yeah, yeah some yeah. lows and then some highs and some yeah. in between lost lost my stepmom but it, it got a little better and i'm looking forward to next year yeah you know? 2022 um seems like it's, it's going to be a much better year yeah, so hopefully we can sit here again next year 
And yeah, we should. Maybe January could be like a five minute, <laughs> you know, month. You know what I mean? Vice a forty five minute month. But to if any of our friends are listening, um, hey, have a happy new year. And happy I, uh, new year. We love y'all. You know, yeah. thanks for rocking with us, supporting us all. You know, through this bumpy year we've had. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation uh, between Queen Angeline and, mm. and, and and myself. So I love you, baby. Um, and love you too, um, babe. Good luck. Um, you know, let's drink some of our non-alcoholic uh, <laughs> little champagne oh. and let's have a, a good day. I don't have you don't have no you don't even glass, have you don't have nothing yeah, to toast. Like, yeah, I knocked it off the little <laughs> non-alcoholic joint. But we good to go, baby. I love you, man. Uh, Peace, all y'all. We see y'all next year.